can we not talk about family when family's all that we got? Everything I went through, you were standing there by my side. And now you're gonna be with me for the last time. Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family, and we chose this one. This is episode 13, Too Fast, Too Furious, Lap 2. That's, I think, Joe, might might be my favorite one. Two, 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 yeah. two, two, two. Three I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. Well, there's another two. And this episode is brought to you by Snickers. Ooh. Because you're not yourself when you're hungry. <laughs> Wait, do we have that the first time around, or was that different? No, our last, last Oh, TGI two... Friday's Unlimited Apps. Yes. Mm-hmm. Apparently all the food sponsors want to get in on this one, play on the hungry thing. I get it. I hope you got your box of Snickers. I really like uh, Snickers, so I'm a big fan. Well, we will talk a little bit later when we get to extracurricular, extra, can't even say the name of our segment, extracurricular activities. I do have a candy update, which you know about, but I will get to that when we get to that. Okay. But here we are. We're back here month, uh, a month later after the kickoff of lap two. I hope you Family enjoyed lap. last week. Yes. Family I lap. hope you enjoyed our Too Fast, Too Forever bonus episode of I Am Paul Walker that came out about a week ago. If you feels like we that just, out, feels like that. we just recorded that. Feels like we just recorded it a mere two or three hours ago, but here we are. <laughs> Actually, okay, so let's let's get into it right now. Extracurricular activities. What, what have you, you been up to since the last time we recorded? What have I been up to? Not m- oh, I did some so much fun stuff actually. Let me just talk about like my like last weekend. Can we so, talk about for a second just real quick okay. how I think I might have even mentioned on here before, but you just did what I do where like somebody's like, "Oh, what's new with you?" and I'm like, "Oh, not much." I'm like, "Oh, wait, no, I bought a house." Like, you know, just like stuff like that yeah. like for whatever reason in my head, my default is like, "Oh, not much happened." And I'm like, "Oh, wait, no. Major things happen sometimes." You know what I mean? Yes, major things happen. First thing, Rich got a new job. Shout she out Rachel. I'm sure that when she's on one of these, she can tell you all about it. I'll let her do that, but congrats to her. I'm very proud of her. She got, like, her dream job. She's happy. Yeah. Cool. She started her first week this week, so that's cool. But before that, I'm from Pittsburgh. In Are Pittsburgh. You? <laughs> yeah. In Pittsburgh, every year, they have this mini golf tournament that is also a bar crawl. So how it works is every bar builds their own hole. Like, they design it however they want. You have a mini golf tournament for charity. It goes to class, which is, like, this – um community something of Pittsburgh and they like kind of spread the money out to a bunch of different community programs and stuff okay. like that. So I think that's a pretty cool cause. Definitely. It's sponsored by the radio station. Every bar has its own hole and they all have drink specials. So I've been talking about this for a while and I wanted Matt and Zach and Rachel to all come. Rachel has come with me before to this. She was like part of my mom's team. But this year we got our own team and we drove down to Pittsburgh. Matt came up and met us. It was like the most fun ever. This is awesome. I want you to come next year. Like, sure. yeah, it's it's just so rowdy because like some of the holes are really hard, some of them are really easy, and you're drinking beers. It starts at ten o'clock in the morning. We all had matching Whalers jerseys as like our team, and um, people dress up. Custom. People don't dress up. Custom Whalers jerseys. Yeah, we had custom Whalers jerseys. You, you know, you can go as deep into it as you want, or as like skim the surface as you want. And um, we just get wasted and walk around and play mini golf. And I think I think bar crawls, like, in general are pretty lame. It's just like, oh, go to these bars and have a drink. And that's cool. But, like, nobody really, like, has a reason to move. 
other than just like, oh, I just want to like leave. But like with mini golf, you're like playing against the time. So like right. everybody keeps moving to a bunch of different bars. And so like you go into a bar, you see new people, you see the same people that were like at the hole behind you. You know what I mean? You start to make like mm-hmm. friends there. And like you can't really have a bad time getting drunk playing mini golf on a Saturday afternoon either. Exactly. So yeah, so that was like my big thing that I did this month. And um, I had a blast, and it, it was just, like, so awesome. Did Shady Grove have a hole, or no? No, it's only in the south side, so the south side of Pittsburgh. I don't know the geography of Pittsburgh. I just know Shady Grove. South side is the strip of, ba- like, the one strip in Pittsburgh. Uh, it's right under Duquesne University, and it has, like, 60 or 70 bars on, like, one street and five blocks. And how many like, of those bars participated? Uh, 18. There's 18 holes. Oh, okay, okay. That makes sense. And then there was, like, an after party at, at one of the – oh, no, it was one of the bars that had the hole – so, like, it's 18 bars participate, and it's, it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun. That's real cool. I have a similar, I didn't actually golf, but I have a golf-related story. Oh, cool. Aside from seeing Radiohead for the fifth time this summer down in Whoa. Philadelphia. Yeah. My big news in last month is I went to Scotland for my friend's wedding. Oh, yeah, fuck, we didn't talk about that. No. Oh, yeah. Damn, so, wow, it's uh, been a crazy my fantasy, base, my fantasy baseball league, Take a Drink, who I mention all the time, one of the guys who lives over in Reading, England, who I visited last fall, he and his fiance. They got married up in Scotland because she was born and raised there, or at least raised there. I think she was born on a military base, but raised there. Most of her life was there. Got a very nice Scottish accent. She's a wonderful woman. Really like her. Shout out Tina. Anyway, we went to Scotland. We did the wedding thing. We wore kilts to the wedding. It was great. How was Uh, the kilts, by the way? Kilt was amazing. Really? Is it fun? It sounds fun. We all did the true Scotsman, what they call nay breeks, which is no underwear. Just, you know, go free ball under there. Yeah, So freeing. Although, the big takeaway from all of us was we now understand what it's like for women to, like, get out of cars in skirts or dresses or, like, have to sit down on things. flash everyone. Because you either flash everyone or, like, you just, like, sit, like, bare ass on a chair. Like, oh, that's, that shouldn't happen. <laughs> yeah, you have to tuck. You have to do, like, the skirt tuck. I tried I to do it, and still, it's still not as easy as you think it would be. Because really? It, just, it yeah, sounds really easy in my head. I well, know. I've never it's, tried it's, it. For some reason, it's not. Especially okay. when you drink a lot. But anyway, we went over to Scotland. We did not go golfing. Uh, at, least, at least our group didn't go golfing. We showed up after, you know, some of the people, like the groom and the groomsmen, I think, went golfing before we landed but what we thought would be really funny we didn't do it was we stayed in this little town called troon which is about 45 minutes west of glasgow yeah like so this is actually kind of cool side note side story there's a brewery in new jersey called troon which is super tiny but super good and also like the most fucked hours of all time like they're just there's no hours they don't actually even brew beer like some days like we haven't mentioned this before here but the running joke is that they close the brewery for like three to four weeks because the guy was in a theater play, like a community theater play. Yeah, it's two guys who do the brewery, and one of them was in a play for a month, so they're just like, hey, we're just not going to make beer this month. It's like, oh, cool, why don't you hire more people? They're like, no, we don't really want to. It's just, and they're then, just and, so casual about it. And then whenever they do brew beer, it's like, we have 300 cans total of this beer, and they're like, which is not open a, explain, now. Explain what like a normal can amount is. Case of 24? Like, yeah. So they'll be like, we have 300 cans, it's two per person. Yeah, we're open now until it sells out. And everybody in, like around it just like drops everything that they're doing and just yeah. like, rushes to this place. So like, it's impossible to get beer from them anymore. It is what it is. I mean, I live half an hour away, and if I see it on Instagram like 10 or 15 minutes after they post it, like... It's gone. It, I can't get there. Like, it's... Yeah. it's but, like, it, it also... It, it's whatever. It's not even worth thinking about because I just know that I'm never going to have it. But what was cool was at 
the wedding, instead of having table numbers, they had tables named after towns that were both located in Scotland and New Jersey. Uh, oh. and there was a table called Troon. And I don't know if the Troon Brewery is in the town of Troon or what, but Troon so. was a table. That was kind of cool. But yes, yeah, so we stayed in Troon, which is like a little, a little shore town, a little sort of a beach town, kind of 45 minutes west of Glasgow. On what equated to their boardwalk, which was nothing, there was a mini golf course. We're like, oh, that'd be super funny if like the golf we played in Scotland was mini golf. Like, you know, that I flew to Scotland funny. to play golf and just yeah. did mini golf. But there was like nobody, like they never, we never saw like employees <laughs> there. Like we didn't know how to actually like golf. Uh, I don't know if it was just like a week thing. I don't know what it was, but okay. uh, that, we thought that would have been funny. But yeah, we, the wedding was great. You should have wore the kilts and went and golfed there. You know, like, I also realized, you know, we rented the kilts for the weekend, and we only wore them on the wedding. Like we should have worn them more. Like we paid for the weekend, we could have worn yeah. more. But yeah, whatever. you could have had it like all. I would have been fucking rocking that thing. But okay. I know. We also went to Edinburgh for a day, so we went and saw a castle there, and we cool. also went to the a, sh- a comedy show because we were we're there in the middle of Edinburgh Fringe. Was it funny? Uh, yeah, it was what they called it. It was Fast Fringe, which I think was like nine or ten or twelve performers that were performing during the festival. So this is sort of like a little bit of like a trailer. Like it was like a three to five minute set of like what their act is like. So that if you're there, you can go see that and sort of, you know, if you like one of the performers, go see their full show. But we were like, hey, we're only in Edinburgh for like eight hours. We don't have time to spend here. This is actually kind of like, we were just like, we knew that we wanted to see a show, but we didn't know what we wanted to see. And we just saw, because there's like posters and like things all over the place. We saw this and we're like, oh, shit, that's perfect. And it's in 45 minutes. And we're like a 15 minute walk. Like, let's do that. So we did that. Uh, some of them were like real inside baseball. Like we didn't know the local references, but then some were really good. And there was this one duo, Rosine and Kiara. Chiara? I don't know how you would actually okay. pronounce this. I'm gonna put the the Cersei? text in the thing. R o i s i n. Yeah, not yeah. Like basically like Sersha. R o i s i n and C h i a r a. They were just okay. like this real surrealist duo that was real, real funny. Uh, two women, and my friend and I both loved them. So if I had cool. stayed longer, I would have seen them again. But they've got a bunch of stuff on YouTube that I'm going to check out. But oh, cool. They, I really like them. So yeah, so that was the big takeaway from the last month. We had and a, as you posted on Facebook, uh, on the way back, on the flight back, I watched Fast Five and Furious 7 and Fate of the Furious. Because <laughs> if you, so if they you follow us on Facebook, plane. you would have seen that. As you know from the tallies... Joey's plus one on all of those movies now, so that's pretty good, too, which yep. means we're definitely not sick of them yet. No, exactly. And also this week, a month or two ago, July, in July, it was Too Fast, Too Forever, or Too Fast, Too Furious. This month on a lot is the first one. So I've seen the first one, like, twice this month. Just, cool. you know, catch it in the middle of it and just leave it on while it's on. Yeah, just so leave it on, man. It's just it's, fun. A, it's always, it's part of our lives, part of the fabric of our DNA. Yep. Any other extracurricular activities that you want to catch up on or should we move on to no. the next segment? Okay, cool. Let's go into the next segment. I think we, we did a good sum up of what we've been up to. That's cool. Okay, cool. So the next thing is our mailbag. We have an email address. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Let us know what you think of the new format of us doing email at the top. Let us know what you think of the episode, of the new lap, whatever you want to do. Yes. Please do. Please send us emails. They're fun, and I like them. So we have seven emails, Joe. Damn, that's a lot. Which okay. might be a record. I don't know if it's a record, but it might be a record for Too Fast, Too Forever. For it might be. Yeah, go ahead. First email, new fan. Uh, really? Yeah. Awesome. Okay, who is it? Let's uh, meet him. This guy, his name is Ben Milliman, who is someone who liked us on Facebook. And he says, the subject line is, note from Ben Milliman to your Facebook page, Too Fast, Too Forever. Oh, this might be like an automated thing, because I think... 
on our Facebook page, I think I set up the button, like, email us. And so I think it just prompts. Okay. Like a, I think that's probably what it does. Makes sense. Okay, guys. Yes. He says, hey, guys, I love the podcast. Keep it up. Well, thank you, Ben. We appreciate that's it. That's awesome. That's a good start. Okay. I've been a fan of these movies forever. I don't even remember a time when they weren't a part of my life. So naturally, I love your podcast. Same. Thanks. What I like about these, I mean, this is... It's a. It's. It, I'm gracious. I'm. I'm happy that anybody listens. But I just love that people love these movies so much that they're yeah, willing same. to listen to just like random people talk about them because that's how much they love these movies. Yeah, dude, it's a lovable franchise. It's yeah. really easy to love it. He says I started listening a couple days ago and haven't been able to stop. Cool. Good. The day I started listening, I got off work and got a six pack of Corona and had barbecue chicken for pe- barbecue oh. chicken pizza for dinner. Man, after our own hearts, right here. Listening to you guys made me remember when my girlfriend and I were first dating. We went to a go kart track. We rode in. A, this is I forgot this. This is super cool. We rode in a two seater go kart and I was driving. Well, as I drove around the track, I kept looking at her to talk, and she got really nervous that I was going to hit something. So in Brian style, I did the stare and drive, and we get super close to the sides and other people. But I wouldn't hit anything, and I did it for the rest of the race. She hated and loved it. We've been together for seven years now. <laughs> That's so awesome. Did Tyrese teach you that, or no? Did, I wonder. I want to know if he got it from the movie. I taught him that. Okay, so I just put two pictures in our chat. He says these pictures are of my car. The first one is my Dom necklace I have hanging from my mirror. And the second is from my old car. It's a Remember the Buster sticker I had for Paul. Oh my Both god. cars are Kias. Oh my god. These are so amazing. First of all, I, I I need both of these. Yeah. This is incredible. Holy fuck. Remember oh. the Buster and Dom's chain? They're so cool. Okay. What I love is that while I was watching the movies on the airplane back from Scotland, I was also doing other stuff on my laptop, on my iPad, whatever, and I just looked up and it was when... Vince was hugging Mia, like they get to Vince's place in Rio. Yeah, and he looks up at Brian and just like as he says it, I say, "Buster," because it's just like it's just <laughs> such an an iconic line. The remember the Buster? That's such a good hashtag. It's that's super really cool. cool. Yeah, All I right. didn't even know this existed. That's cool. Ben, one more paragraph says, "Sorry for such a long message." Also, no, 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 no. don't ever apologize for how long the email is. We're fucking reading them. Exactly. So just ri- rip it. It's okay. No worries. He says, for the 2F2F 10-year party, which is on 1327, he says, should we bring chicken? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Bring, yeah, you, it could be a potluck. Ben, and, bring, yeah, bring some bring some chicken. We'll bring some Coronas. We're definitely barbecuing on an oil an oil drum, for yeah. sure. So, yeah. And this is a really good question. He says, what do you think about Roman and Tej's spinoff movie with them needing to get help from Bow Wow? I would love to see those three together. Oh, oh yeah. same. Yep. Same. And, and Ja Rule, too. I want to mm. throw Ja Rule on that, too, obviously, but... That's, yeah. Monica! <laughs> Monica! Yeah, exactly. Which, isn't Ava Mendes' character name in this movie Monica? Like, there's a couple Monicas. Yeah, there's a couple. There's more than one. Right. There are cycling names already. <laughs> you know, second movie in, they're out of names. <laughs> We're just too many characters. Next email. For, oh, so so thank you, Ben. Thank you for emailing. Thank you, really Ben. We it. like thank having new listening. fans. Yeah, we like having new fans, and I'm, I'm glad you emailed, and that was a fun email. I, Keep sending them in. We'll keep reading them, and yep. I'll enjoy hearing from you. Yeah. Next email from Doubtin' Tom. He says, subject line, hello, old friends. Hello, old friend. Hi, Tom. How are Joey you and Joe, it's been a while. I hope you're well. I'm taking a break from Twitter, and I've fallen a bit behind on the podcast between work and getting ready to go back to school. I expect I will fall further behind, but he does plan to catch up. Well, good luck in school. Good luck starting your semester. This should come out right as about you're about to start. So wish you all the best of luck. Good luck, Doubt and Tom. I do not doubt you in school. 
Ooh, good one. Anyway, I've been going through a huge Linda Cardellini phase recently. You know Linda Cardellini, Joe? No, who's that? She is, so the first thing come to my mind, she's in Freaks and Geeks. She's the star of Freaks and Geeks. Oh, yeah. She's also Hawkeye's wife in the MCU. Okay, okay. She's also, I think, in Mad Men. She's been in a bunch of stuff. She was she was not acting for a while, and the last like two or three years has come back and done a bunch of stuff. Let me Google her name. What's it again? Linda Cardellini. C-A-R-D-E-L-L-I-N-I. Linda Cardellini. Let me see this face. Oh, yeah, dude. She's super yeah. cute, too. Yep. Okay, go ahead. He says, I just finished Freaks and Geeks for the first time. Great show. And it yeah, might it be one job. of my favorite it. shows on television. What? I looked through Cardellini's oeuvre, nice use, on IMDb, and I couldn't help but notice she's in the Lazarus Project with Paul Walker. Both Freaks and Lazarus are on Netflix. If you haven't seen them, I recommend both. We were just talking on the I Am Paul Walker episode about if our pit stop, yeah. our first lap, the pit stops of Paul Walker Memorial round or memorial lap we yeah. might i mean we might do the lazarus project there's there's a lot of things that we could do i'm down yeah i'm down a lot of it. possibilities no problem he says it was interesting to see cardellini and paul act together a sort of collision of worlds to me paul walker plays basically the same characters he does in fast and furious but i would say he actually has more range in lazarus project brian tyler i think that might be bt i'm not sure so on now and again another podcast here on the podcast network nico loves bt who's like a composer and does scores and soundtracks for like a ton of movies okay i'm not sure if this is the same bt but he says bt or brian taylor brian tyler who has done the music for most of the fast films as well as as well as many other big name films scored the movie which i think i think might be the same BT, I'm not sure. Sure, probably is, yeah. It's very different from what he usually does, and I think the music actually carries the film. All in all, probably the best direct-to-DVD film I've ever seen. Would love to get your thoughts on it. Peace, Doubt, and Tom. We'll, we'll get on it, I promise. It, it, it's definitely a contender for the uh, R.I.P. Paul Walker. Because I was looking stuff. at his letterbox, and if you don't count the Fast and Furious movies, there's really only about, like, 12-ish it's that, that like, many, yeah. are, are major films to do, so yeah. you know we can figure that out. Thank you, Downton Tom. Thank you, Downton Tom, for writing in. Glad to hear you're okay. Good luck with school. This is a first email from, I think the first email from this fan, but we knew that we had this fan. This is the girl on Letterboxd, Brandy Reed. She is a fine girl on Letterboxd. Oh, She's yeah, the one who loves the Fast and Furious movies. I told her about yes. the podcast. She yep. couldn't stop listening. Cool. Awesome. Go ahead. She says, rankings, justice for too fast is the subject line. So, okay. I mean, she says, I'm, had I'm to send in my rankings. ranking just so Too Fast and Furious gets the love it deserves. So, okay, here are her rankings from the bottom up. Well, what an appropriate time to send in this email, by I know. the way. So, perfect. Number eight, Fast and Furious. She just says, duh. That's number four. Doesn't like okay. it. Number yeah. seven, hot take here, Tokyo Drift. She says, oh. number one soundtrack, though. Fair, fair, yep. fair. Number six, The Fate of the Furious. She says, saved by The Rock and Statham, which is true. It's true, yeah. Number five, Furious 7. She writes all of the feels. Yes, true. Number four, The Fast and the Furious, number one. Okay. Number three, Fast and Furious 6. It's a blast, yeah. Number two, Too Fast, Too Furious. She says, it looks like a Sega Dreamcast game, which is why probably people hate it so much, and absolutely the reason I love it. Plus, Brian and Roman are great together. They are. Yeah, this is awesome. And if you have been playing Mental Math, number one, Fast Five, five, she just says, duh. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Five is incredible. And she says, great podcast, keep it up. And she says, she's at a fine girl on Letterboxd and at Orange Flamingo, no A in Flamingo, on Twitter. So thank you, Brandy. Thank Thank you, Brandy. Thank you for writing in. Thank you for sending in your rankings. 
thank you for yeah, listening. I like your rankings. They're good. Everybody has different ones. I'm sure that ours are going to change. So if you're following along, you'll hear the progression of how we <laughs> change on these movies too. So yep. cool. Next email from Jess Montez. Jess Collins. Montez. Jess Montez. Subject line, Montez. question for you. Ooh. Are you guys going to watch the Paul Walker documentary and do a special edition podcast episode on it for the show? I think you should. Well, Montez. Boy, do we have a podcast for you, <laughs> Jess Montez. <laughs> Because guess what? We fucking did. Yep. It came out already. Yep. It's out. Yeah. Listen yeah, to so it. So go listen right to it. Yeah. Boom. Pause Done. this one. Go stamp listen it. to that. Come back here. Yeah, just close this book, stamp it, put it in the drawer. We're good. 34 Done. minutes. Go listen to it. Okay. Yep. Next email, also from Montez. Subject line, Fast Five. Okay. You guys know how I feel about the franchise. She's yes. not a fan. Yeah, she's not a fan. We're not a fan of her. She yeah. says, but as I've said since the start, here's to hoping your love of the series will change my mind over time. Hopefully. I watched this movie again a few months ago, and I didn't hate it as much as my original viewing. Because it's Pretty sure fun. I haven't seen anything from here. Try six. Yeah. I'm telling you, if, if five wasn't as bad as you thought, six is fun. If Just let it all go. Yeah. Just put it on. Drink, yeah. a, drink a Corona. Yeah. And just just roll with it, man. She says, listening to you guys talk about this movie and connecting all the dots from previous films has been helpful in changing my attitude towards them. Although every time I watch this particular installment, I can't stop thinking about the Italian job. Not sorry about it. No, because it is the Italian job. Italian job two, the Brazilian job. Exactly. She says, my cousin, who she is always like doing cool things with and going, she went to the Capitals game with him and she plays video games with him and everything. Yep. And she says, my cousin also loves this franchise, so it's become his mission as well to get me to watch all these regardless of my feelings. So shout out Mike. Shout out Cousin Mike. Doing the Thank Lord's you. work. Thank you, Cousin Mike. Montez, watch these goddamn movies. Yeah, just watch them, dude. They're fun. They're a lot of fun. You don't even have to pay attention the first time. Just put one on in the background, do some cooking, and then like come back in, and you'll be like, oh, you'll see some fun parts. And then like it, they just seep into your brain, man. They just get there. So we have two emails left, both from Wes Hampton. Okay, uh, this, the second one was sort of a, a reply to a reply that I sent him. Okay. First one, the main one, the longer one. No subject. Okay. He says, hey, fam, great hey, last episode. Which, oh, thank you. This was sent on August 2nd. This was We were real interested to hear what people thought about the episode with guests because it was such a it departure. Our, it was our first family episode, yep. and we talked about the movie in a completely different light than we had yes. the first time. So yep. I'm excited to hear what Wes has to say. So he says, great first episode. I'm really looking forward to hearing what your guests will have to say about this lap. As usual, I have notes. Cool. I like the new order with mail at the top. It flows better, at least for me, because this way if I, or anyone, send you an email about the previous episode, you'll be reading it and respond before recording the next one. It works yeah. better in a weird conversational way. I think so, too. Yeah. So we, we like this method. I, we've kind of like moved our other shows to this method, too. It kind of works. I'm, yeah. I don't know why we didn't think about this first, but we like it. I think we're going to stick with it for a while, so. Just a note about my rankings. Even though it seems like number six was low on my list, you have to keep in mind that a low ranking on a Fast and Furious list is still (laughs) a higher ranking than 90% of all other movies. Amen to that. That's something I can agree with. He says, Joey, you mentioned you attended a rock band marathon, a rock band party last month. We're big fans of rock band. It's like a more interactive group karaoke. We've had many rock band parties ourselves and used to play pretty regularly with a couple friends. We weren't competitive in any way. We just like to play for fun. Three yeah. of us are big Tolkien fans, so we named Ooh. our band the Orphans of Mordor. 
Oh, I like it. That's a good name too. That's fun. He says I like to make things for fun in my spare time when I had spare time when I had spare time, and I actually customized a couple of rock band guitars for myself. Got some pictures on my Instagram at Wes Makes Things. W E S Makes Things. Well, we need to find Wes too. I've been following the the cookie shop. Yep. The bakery, but I haven't followed Wes too. So okay, so we'll follow Wes. Follow Wes. Cool. At yeah. West makes things. He says cool. next next bullet point. Tobin and Islam were great guests. They were on our first episode. They're they also co-hosts of the Contenders. If you want to go check out another podcast, not about the Fast and Furious movies, but about <laughs> movies. All. We're great guests, and I'm glad that even though he wasn't really a fan of the movie, Tobin had some constructive criticisms, and he was able to at least explain the things he didn't like without just slamming it. He's very good at that. Yes, he is. Yeah. I'm like him in that even if I don't really like something, I enjoy talking to people who do because I want to know what it is I'm missing or where that disconnect is. For example, I hated the Dark Tower series, which is a Stephen King series, which I read the yeah. first book and I was like, this is what everybody's like going nuts about? Like, it just, ugh. There was also the, the, the movie that came out last year with Matthew McConaughey and Idris Elba, which was yep. underwhelming. He said, I had a really good conversation with a friend who loves it, and she helped me understand the appeal that other people see in those books. So even though it didn't change my mind, at least I get it now. Which is also something that you and I run a film club on a movie site, and this we month do. we're doing Movies We Hate. We do themes every month, because it makes it easier. There's three of us. It's Joey and I and another and our, our friend. We pick themes every month, and our theme this month was Movies We Hate That Everybody Loves. So we were trying to pick movies that we just like don't get what the hype is about yes. them. Mm-hmm. I, I picked Brazil because Which for I years love. I was saying I would tell people that that's my least favorite movie of all time because when I saw it, it just rubbed me the wrong way. And yeah. so I rewatched it and I was like, I don't hate it, but I still don't like it. And in this I thread, there were a lot of people that were basically saying like, there were, there were like a quarter of the people who like were like, I don't get this movie. I don't, it's too weird. I don't understand mm-hmm. it. Like I know what they're going for. But then like a whole bunch of people were like, I love it. Here's why I love it. And even though I don't like it now, I understand and I appreciate it, and like I understand why people like it, so I am totally yeah. with you there. It's always great to hear why people love the things they love. If they can articulate it, yes. yeah. Exactly. Other than just like, this is awesome, you're dumb. Like yep. If you can explain, like, oh, I like the satire, yep. like the cinematography, whatever, then you start to see it in that light, yeah. He says, I really appreciated Island's comments because obviously this movie dates itself in a lot of ways, and watching it now, there are some parts that make me cringe even though I still love it. True. I think it's great that we can watch these movies that we loved so many years ago with new knowledge and understanding. Ignoring the problematic parts of something or brushing it off as, quote, it was a different time are not constructive ways to be a fan of anything, which I agree with. Yeah. Iceland did a great job of really articulating some of the things that have bothered me about this movie in recent years that I couldn't explain very well myself. Yeah, I think, Wes, and this is not a knock on you because it's the same as us, we're just not as, like, woke as Iceland. Like, we, I Definitely think we not. understand... We know that things are wrong, but it's I, we don't have the vocabulary to define or to explain or describe I don't have, I don't why have it's the perception. wrong. I don't have the perception to understand a lot yeah. of why, why these things are wrong yeah. just because I grew up heterosexual white Straight male. Straight white so, male, yeah. Yeah, so like, at that point, like there's a lot of things that like I just don't see from this perspective, and, and it's, it's great to have them pointed out to like remind me, like, oh yeah, like I miss this, or it's not weird. Like I was really excited that a girl drove, and how weird that is because I was excited about it when I shouldn't be. It should just be a normal thing, like those kind of things, yeah. 
Yeah. Actually, so I'm just, while you were talking, I loaded uh, Wes's Instagram, and he has a lot of, like, cross-stitch, like, uh, sewing, where, you know, like, where you have, like, the piece of, like, it's the wrong, I don't know what fabric it is, but you put it in, like, that wooden hoop, and you sew through it, you know what I'm talking about? And so he made one for the Wi-Fi password for his home, which I've seen other people do, which I love it, but his Wi-Fi password tugs on my heartstrings. It's 4815162342, which... If you might know, Joe, are the numbers from Lost, which is my favorite TV show of all time. So, Wes, you and your wife are even further ingrained in my heart. And he also, around the border of this thing, sewed a bunch of different little images that are of iconic things to him. So he's got, like, the Heisenberg logo, like, you know, the the, the, the face. Yeah, Yeah. the face. Uh, he's got the Ghostbusters car. He's got the Back to the Future car. They're just too creative for me, man. I'm I'm getting I'm getting fed up I with know. how talented and creative th- those two are. They need to stop. We've got the best fans. They, yeah, we can't. I can't do anything fun and creative like that for shit. So he's I'm got jealous. either Deadpool or Spider Man. I think probably Deadpool, but it might be Spider Man. Actually, okay. Spider Man. Uh, he's got a Doctor Who box. He has, I think, something maybe from Animal Crossing. He's got turtles in all four corners. We know that he loves Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. True. He's got the Jurassic Park Jeep. He's got a couple Sick. of things that I don't recognize, but he's also, I think, got the Gryffindor crest for Harry Potter. So, like, it's kind of awesome. He's got a lot of yeah, cool turtle shit. stuff. I wonder how long that took. Tell us I how don't long know. it took. It's all super detailed. This is all super, cool. super cool. Wes, we are jealous of your talents. Okay. Yeah. He says, that being said, I still love it. This is talking about Island's comments about the first movie. Yeah. Even if a large part of that is nostalgia. After all, you don't stop loving your family because of their flaws. You try to help them learn from their flaws and grow. There's still remnants of these issues in later films. The series has definitely come a long way and will hopefully continue to improve, which I think that's why we wanted to have them on for like Fast Five or Fast and Furious 6, because not only is the movie better and more fun, but it's also not necessarily great, but it's more progressive. So it's definitely, yeah, they're definitely moving up. They're moving in the right direction. That's for sure. And if you watch those movies and don't have any, you can't find anything redeeming about those, then like. By that point, you can sort of, I would say, you can kind of move on. But, like, yeah. if you watch the first and you have problems with the first, that's understandable. If you watch five or six and have problems with those, maybe it's just not for you, which is fine. Yeah, fair. He says, anyway, enough of all that self-reflection. I have some things to share. In my last email, I mentioned the Too Fast, Too Furious cookie order my wife was doing for a second birthday. And saw that Joe shared them to Facebook later that day. Thanks I for the shout-out. Which no worries, course. it was they were awesome. I yeah, Rachel found them because she was listening to the last episode. She was cooking and I was doing something, and she looks and she goes, "Oh my god, you have to see these!" And she showed me the cookies because she had you know found you guys on Instagram, and I was like, "I gotta share these." So yep, yeah. Uh, he says I also have a couple of pictures my wife sent me from when they delivered when she delivered the cookies to the party. The dad took those little tykes push cars for toddlers and okay. painted them up to look like some of the cars from the movies. He cool. did Brian's Skyline and Suki's S2000 from the first race in Too Fast, and Brian's Supra from the first movie. He even mocked up a little Nas bottles in the back and put LED oh lights God. along the bottom. Oh, my God. Lights. Oh, and speaking of the bakery, Joe, if you have to, or Joey, if you have time when you're in town, we'd love to meet up either at the shop or wherever. Drop me an email. We'll figure it out, because I am going to be in Austin in, if you're hearing this, like in two and a half or three weeks, I think, for... Cool. I was going down for Fantastic Fest, but I'm not going there because this wedding drained me of all my fun funds. But I'm still going to be down there in Austin for a couple days hanging out with my sister. So here are, Joe, two pictures of the cars. Oh, my God. The cars are so cool. These are the coolest parents. 
Like yeah, they holy are shit. They amazing. got like the nice the decals are so dead on. I know. Yeah, the, these are really great decals from the first one. Oh wow, I know. those are so cool. He says, lastly I came across this article about how the real street racers that inspired the first one of grown up and gone legit and how the scene has changed in the last 20 years it's a good read but they also linked their vibe article racer x that was the original inspiration for the first movie if you haven't read it i highly recommend both articles the racer x one or the there's one on jalopnik that he links to that was what you and me and matt were talking about a couple yes. weeks ago yeah, yeah, uh, yeah i think we shared that uh, i was i read most of it i don't think i read all of it like it was really it was long, long and really in depth and like really good though it was it was awesome it was talking about like you know what the scene was yeah. and about cohen going out there and trying to figure it out and them spending time with them and trying to get the feel for it. It was a really cool article. Yeah. yeah. He says, of course, I have lots more to say, but this email has gone on long enough as it is. And if I'm going to be writing in at least once a month forever, I need to space out my own content, which <laughs> cheers to you, Wes. Cheers, Wes. He says, Wes, thanks for another awesome. great episode. I'm looking forward to next month, even if it is objectively the worst film in the franchise, which oh. I, you know, I'm not going to spoil what we're going to talk about later, but I still like this more than Fate of the Furious, but... You know. Okay, fair. So Good. I emailed Wes back, and I was like, thanks for writing in. Thanks for writing in so quickly. Glad that we had the, the positive feedback about the guests. And yeah. I just apologized for forgetting to do his car game, because remember, he sent him a picture of the car. Yeah, and we, we got so wrapped up in Iceland's game. And he's like, no worries. I figured as much. Plus, their game was a lot of fun to listen to. You'll all have excellent tattoos when you finally get them, I'm sure. <laughs> he said that was the second part of the game, right? When you go out and get the tattoos. Now, all you have to do is actually get these tattoos you designed for each other. Can't wait for the pics. So I think that I'm going to wind up with a Fast and Furious tattoo at some point. I might like that. Might be my first one, and then it's all downhill from there. Exactly. I, I really think that I might wind up with one eventually. Like on a long enough timeline, I'm going to be like, oh fuck it. <laughs> so. You know, would be a good tattoo is like our album art without the name, just like the the Infinity Tire mark. No, and the car. So, oh my god, I would never put an Infinity symbol on my body and tattoo. But not even with the car. No. All right. Just because of the just because of the connotation of All right. infinity symbols, I can't do it. It'd be like a tramp stamp. Like I couldn't do it. Oh, but I, that's that's where I'm gonna get mine though. It's gonna be two and exactly. one. Exactly. So the last thing that we have, that's all the emails. So thank you all for writing in. Thank you for the new fans. Thank you for the returning fans. Thank yeah, you to everyone you who listens great. in. It's a good I mailbag. we've we've yeah. said it before. We've said it again. We would still be doing this if no one wrote in. But the fact that people listen and like the show or like the movies enough to write in and inspires us incredible. Thank you yeah. all so much. Definitely makes this job a lot easier. Like for sure that yep. somebody like cares and wants to hear our nonsense. So cool. Yeah. Thank you. Next thing on the streets, the news from the past month, uh, because we are running a little bit over time in terms of when we said our guests would come on. Let's just yeah. talk about the big one of the last month. There's actually two. So number one, Helen Mirren going to reprise her role as Shaw's mom in Hobbs and Shaw. So cool. Yes. Shout out that. Yeah, I'm glad. That's that's pretty awesome. I like Helen Mirren. As I said today, I really wish it was Meryl Streep, but that's only because, you know, she's Yale's finest, and that's where yeah. I am, so, yeah. But number two, the other thing that we sort of mentioned on I Am Paul Walker, the episode, was that Paul Walker's family really wants to bring Brian back into the movie, which... And I don't know how I feel about this. I don't, I'm not a fan, just because, like, I don't think it's disrespectful to him. Like, if a family wants it, like, it's if, it, if they don't find it disrespectful, I don't. I just exactly. feel like... to say, yeah. Using his brothers to finish the movie that he was making is one thing. But to bring him back from from the start, because like you would know when watching, like, oh, that's not him. Yeah, it's just it's not icky. It's just weird. It's just weird. I don't want to say it feels like a money grab, but it does feel like a money grab to me personally. Like, I obviously can't speak for their feelings and intentions on doing it. Why wouldn't you just let your brother's like memories rest? 
I don't know, but that's that's personal inflection. Like I'm projecting. Like that, I don't know anything about them. So that, that's why it makes me feel weird on the inside. I was trying to express why it makes yep. me feel weird. Yeah. You know, that's the big news I think from the last month. And even there's there's small production updates about Hobbs and Shaw. People saying yeah. it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be crazy. All sorts of stuff. You know. Also, uh, kind of, sort of, a little bit on the streets. This week, as we're recording, and so last week, as you're listening to this, the contenders, Tobin and Islin, their podcast was about Spy, which is a Melissa McCarthy movie. But in that movie, who is so fucking funny in that movie is Jason Statham. Have you seen Spy? Oh, really? No, I haven't. Oh my god! And if so he's watch funny Spy. In that movie, so Spy is it. a Damn. Paul Feig movie, Melissa McCarthy, yeah. Jude Law, Rose Byrne from Neighbors. Jason Statham is so goddamn funny in that movie. Go watch it. Like, it's so, so good. That if we ever do, like, a Jason Salem round, in addition to doing Cranks and maybe the Transformers, or the Transporters, I would love to do Spy because, like, it's just so, so funny. Like, I rewatched it because I hadn't seen it in years, and it was so good. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the only other thing we want to do before we take a break and bring in Brian, let's just go through quickly. What What's your one big takeaway for Too Fast, Too Furious, this lap that you didn't notice maybe before or maybe that we didn't talk about last time? That we didn't talk about last time. How does Suki's car give off pink sparks when it scratches the ground when it comes off the bridge? Hey, man. I don't know. Yeah, me neither. I, I was like, how did the fuck did that happen? <laughs> And I was just, like, very shocked. I'm trying to watch and pick up, like, new things that I missed. Yeah. So, like, you know, now we're getting into it. So, like, this, that was, like, one of the main ones that I was, like, really a head-scratcher in this movie. I was like, why are the sparks pink? But, yeah, and, like, why did they do, like, who was sitting in, like, the editing room, like, you know what? These need to be neon pink, too. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting choice. Couldn't tell okay. you. Let's see here. I took a, I took a couple notes. I don't know if we said on the uh, first time we're through, but I'm just using the same notes doc that I have for the first one. I'm just adding in text in a different color. So this is going to be like multicolored oh. as the time goes on. I yeah. never realized, never thought about, or never noticed, multiple characters called Brian Bullet in this movie. A nickname, oh. Bullet. I caught it this time. Yeah. Yeah, Suki does. As soon as he comes up, she's like, hey, Bullet. Yeah. Like, she says, oh, it's Brian, but then she goes, hey, Bullet, to him. Like, so they were, like, trying to start a Brian nickname in this one, maybe, that never caught on or never continued? I don't know, because there's also the Asian dude with the, the shaved head calls him Bullet later, too, so I don't know. We don't reference it. We don't know why. And, yeah, okay. Interesting. Good good one. So that was, that was a nice one. A question for you, a lot of people, there's a lot of racing in this movie in convertibles, and I feel like aerodynamically, not a smart move. Yeah, also convertibles usually weigh a lot more than hardtop cars. Between the aerodynamics and the extra weight from, like, the, the convertible, like, motors and stuff, Yep. like, they're not a racer's choice for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, two other notes, one, just a real small thing, they ask, is Ava Mendez compromised? And I was like, oh... What a appropriate, because, you know, we talk about on Zack Attack Quadruple Space, our original resident historian Mike Manzi and my original term for sex on Cage Club was compromise, because in The Boy in Blue, which is a movie that takes place in the 1800s, this movie where Nicolas Cage is a sculler, which is basically rowing, which used to be the national sport of America, apparently, and then baseball came around and, like, knocked it out of prominence. Okay. He compromises a woman, which he has sex with her. And so they ask, is Ava Mendez compromised when Paul Walker, or when Roman is like, oh, yeah, he's sleeping, or she's sleeping with Carter Verone. And so I was like, oh, he's talking about, you know, she slept with him. Is she compromised? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then one other thing, you know that Carter Verone's a bad guy because he drinks champagne, not Corona. Ooh. 
right? Good point, yeah. My big complaint about Fate of the Furious, one of them, was that Roman became a caricature. Seeing him in this movie and seeing how good he is in this movie, I'm like, this is the Roman I want. Like, okay. he, like there's a lot of punchlines, a lot of humor, but not every line is a punchline. You know what I mean? Like, Fair. in Fate of the yeah. Furious, it's like, everything's like, that's got to be a catchphrase. And here, it's just like, there's a lot of them, and he's always himself, but he feels like a real person. So that's, my, that's my big takeaway. So, okay, let's take a quick break. Anything else you want yep. to say before we take a break and bring in Brian or no? Nope. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Yeah, our guest is going to be Brian Rodriguez of the High School Slumber Party Podcast right here on the Case for the Podcast Network. So here's a little jingle. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Too Fast, Too Forever, Lap 2, Too Fast, Too Furious, So Many Twos. This episode is brought to you by Snickers. You're not yourself when you're hungry. <laughs> yeah. With us today on our Building a Family, Assembling the Crew lap, we teased them before the break, host of the High School Slumber Party podcast right here on this very network. One day we'll cover... Tokyo Drift, the greatest high school movie of all time. It's Brian Rodriguez. Hello, Brian. Missed opportunity there. You needed to introduce me by saying, shit, it's Brian. Oh, oh. the buster's back. Buster. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm the buster because I'm Brian. It's weird when my name's in a movie. There are not too many like leads called Brian who are cool. So <laughs> it's like interesting. But thanks, guys. Thanks, guys, for having me. We're, sure. we're super happy to have you. Welcome. You're our, you're our, set, our, our third family member. Yes. Our second guest on the family lap, so that's a big, yeah. that's a big thing. I'm very happy to be here. I have to ask though, how's the famous Rachel? Rachel's great. I just said a little <laughs> bit earlier in our updates, <laughs> she she got a new job, so she's all stoked on that. Oh, so I think we've said it before, but when... I do like that Brian's checking in on his fans. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fans. I don't know if we've said it on the podcast before, but when Rachel met Brian, she just laughed hysterically, and as we were driving home, she was like, "That's one of the funniest kids I've ever met in my life." Oh yeah, my girlfriend too. For like a couple days, was like. Brian's so funny. I was like, all right, so now I don't, now I don't let her forget about it. And I think I'm annoying her about it. But I'm just like, oh, your boy Brian did this. Oh, it's your boy Brian's birthday today, or whatever. <laughs> I don't know She's how like, I, I did get it. I don't know how I did so well at that party. Again, it must have been the no, but there was somebody else it. too. I don't remember. I don't remember who the third person was, but somebody else was just like, oh yeah, Brian was really funny. I was like, what the fuck? I, what? <laughs> yeah. I know. It's the Coronas, no, it's, man. It's the Coronas. I know. You look yeah, cooler it was the giant coronas. Corona. It was that was the, that was the key. <laughs> So here we are. Yeah, so, okay, so let's, let's set the scene for a second. So Brian comes to my housewarming barbecue, which I think we talked about in this podcast. We definitely did, yeah. He brings me two really big Coronas. But, like they, were probably... like, but they were, like, brown Coronas somehow. <laughs> they weren't, like, even, they were, like, Corona, like, a special or something. Like, something that, yes. like, I've never seen before. Familiar, they were called. Familiar. So he brought one of those for me and one of those for him, and I think he bought, like, another, like, 32-ounce like a quart size, just regular Corona Extra. And so all day, which I didn't realize until I heard talk of this after he had left, he was taking little bottles of Corona and just pouring them into the big bottle, <laughs> yeah. the familiar, because it was, quote, better for his image, which, yeah, absolutely, we're still talking about Clearly, it months it after the fact. <laughs> yeah, and he was just, like, swigging out of this, like, 40 of Corona, like, all day. It was just yep. it was just amazing. It was really, really funny. And then, like, it would empty, he'd just, like, fill it back up, but he's still chugging this 40 of Corona all day, just, like, bullshitting, but it was, like, so casual. It was, it was hilarious to me. I laughed, too. My favorite Brian moment of the weekend though was i think we might have mentioned on here i don't know was the next day he came back to the party 
because it was a two-day event, and he brought his former co-host of the PSL of Hoffman podcast, Kyle Reinfried, and Brian gave Kyle a tour of my house. <laughs> I gave him a tour on Saturday, and Brian gave a tour. He's like, I got this. I was like, cool, go for it. I feel like I knew the place. You, you did. It home. It's Family. not that big, but, the, you know, you, you showed around, and we, uh, yeah. It's a nice place, you know. I Thank joked you. before that I was there two days I, that I should have bought the festival pass. and Yeah, <laughs> would have been cheaper. Camped outside. It would have been cheaper, but I just drove back the second time, and I figured at mm-hmm. that point I could give the tour. Yeah, Kyle exactly. and I have different party strategies. Yeah. You know, Kyle, he's El Hamon, the ham. He tries to ham it up. I just subtly do things. You know, so that the rumor builds, so that the story gets built up. Because apparently, that's what happened. Yeah, it worked. And apparently, it worked. Yeah, you just had a bunch no. of women falling in love with your sense of humor the whole time. Yeah, a bunch of taken women falling in love. Yeah. So I mean, who knows? If only I knew this secret in college, <laughs> or at any other party I'd been to. Hey, man, you never know. We also, I do want to say while we're talking about him, Kyle, host of a new podcast here on the network, launched just about a month ago. As you're hearing this, Foodie Films. I was on episode two, and I think. Brian is... Are you coming up soon? Are you going to be on an early episode? Episode four. Ooh, okay. There we go. Okay. Yeah, so... Cool. It has one of the most fun intros ever, too, by the way. It's pretty fun. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I feel like this is kind of a foodie film. Not really, but with all the hungry talk. Even though there's... Shout out Snickers. (laughs) Shout out Snickers for being a sponsor of this episode. So, thank you, Snickers. Roman would be a fan of foodie films. We got a couple questions for you, Brian, here on the podcast. we get into it? We're going to ask all of our guests. Okay, let's get into it. Okay. So, So, first, just as a level set, have you seen all eight movies? Yes, I have, but the eighth one I just recently saw on TV. Okay. Okay. I I kind of avoided it, and then... Okay, for good reason. It took me... Like, it... It trapped me. Yeah. Okay. And then I saw it. So, all eight. So, question for you on the spot here rank them from least favorite to favorite. Ooh. Number eight to number one. Too hard, too hard. I haven't seen them all recently. That is a very, very hard question. Well, rank rank the ones you can rank. If you feel comfortable either putting them some at the top best or the one. bottom. Yeah, start, start with the yeah, best just... and go, go down. Hmm. No wrong answers here. I mean, different ones have different like places for me for different reasons. Okay. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, we've mixed it. We, we've done the list twice and had different lists both times. Yeah. So yeah. Depends how I'm feeling, you know. Like, exactly. I love this film, just off the bat. I love okay. Too Fast, Too Furious. Okay. It, it has a lot of silly rewatchability for me. So it's up there, but like I think Fast Five might be my actual favorite because that to cool. me, that to me is like the All Star game of Fast, sure, Fast and yeah. Furious movies, which is Italian job too. <laughs> yep, Brazilian job. And it it also like Fast Five brought together like all my favorite characters, and it was like I started thinking about. It, I think a lot of fans started thinking about Fast Five during Too Fast, Too Furious. Like, man, what if Roman met Vin Diesel? How cool yeah. Well, so what I didn't catch the first time around is he mentions that dude in L.A. Like, that's that word has Ooh, gotten out I that heard Brian that. let Dom go in L.A. So, like, you know, talk has spread across the country. Ooh. So he doesn't say, you know, Dom or doesn't say, you know, Toretto or whatever. He just says that dude in L.A. And I was like, oh, shit, crossing of the world. So I think you're right, Brian. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, okay, so keep ranking them. So right now I have number one, Fast Five. Number two, I just put this one. We'll just, you know, we'll just say it like that. What are the ones you really, really like? Yeah. Don't feel pressed to finish the list either. <laughs> like, just whenever you're, just drop the mic whenever you're done. You're, yeah. You can be fine. <laughs> Let's see. I like the, I like the original for OG status. Okay. I like. Yeah, same. Nostalgia for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I like six. No, I like six. 
Six is great. What happened in seven? <laughs> well, as long as Seven's where Paul dies. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, sentimental reasons there. That, sure. That, You're right with us, brother. That was, yep. that was sad. So. so you got Tokyo Drift, you got Fast and Furious number four, and you got Fate of the Furious left. I, oh, that's tough. That's tough. That's tough. See, Tokyo Drift has a different kind of value. Sure. But yeah. I need to rewatch it again, and I haven't seen it because okay. because of High School Slumber Party, and I, re- sure. I like to watch it right, right when I do the movie. Exactly. So. Yeah. We agree. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> So Tokyo Drift will put to the side. Sure. Okay. I don't know. I don't think that like four was great because like the team is first getting back together. Yeah. But it doesn't have a lot of rewatchability for me. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that's and then Fate again. I just saw and it, you know I don't know. I was kind of half-ass watching and Fate seemed unnecessary. I'll put it that way. Well, yeah, you are. You're right in that four and eight are sort of you know Joe and my least favorite ones. And a lot Although, of people agree. You ranked four really high last time just because you had such a fun time. Like it so exceeded your expectations. But overall, four and eight, you know, not our favorite. The next question and the question that I always want to know is I want to know like set setting everything about the time you watched this movie. When did for the you, first time. For the first time. When did you see this movie? What was? Did you see the first one before it? Did you see it in theaters? I, I wouldn't know everything that you remember about it if you remember anything about it. Oh, I hun- came out 100%. in two thousand three. Hundred percent remember this. Okay. So, go ahead. Well, I'll start when I first saw the first movie. I'm not. Okay. A, I'm not a car guy. Okay. Yeah, these commercials. Fine. You're, you're in good hands. <laughs> this commercial. The commercials came out the trailer, and it's just those times where you used to drive to the mall and like watch movies. Yeah. So two friends of mine. It was like a Wednesday. I guess I guess it was a this movie came out in the summer or close to the summer. This movie came out in the summer. I remember this one did. Too Fast, Too Furious came out June sixth, yeah. two thousand three. Okay, what about the original though? Sorry, that's what I meant. Fast and Furious, no, June twenty second, two thousand one. Okay, so yeah, no. That, that... Oh, and also, just sorry, sorry to interrupt, Joe. On Google, music by BT. So Brian Tyler, the same BT that Nico talks about all the time on Now and Again. Okay. So I was right in there. Awesome. But Brian, go ahead. June twenty second, two thousand one. Second stage. The only reason I know that BT person because from this in uh, sync song "Dirty Pop," that's how it begins. Ooh. So <laughs> it's like BT. Anyway, so no, now I now I remember exactly when you gave me that date. We had just like ended school, so okay. it was like the following Wednesday. We went. Wait, your class of 05? in high school. Yeah, yeah. Duh. So you you just graduated eighth grade. Yes, just graduated eighth okay. grade. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, you kind of hang out with different kids in high school sometimes. And th- these two friends of mine, we went to the movies. It was Wednesday. We're like, let's just see this Fast and the Furious movie. Whatever. We came out of there. We're like, this movie is so cool. We're going to watch <laughs> We're gonna watch a movie every Wednesday. And it didn't happen. That was the only Wednesday we did all summer. <laughs> but That's awesome. But the one thing I remember, and I kind of go into this on High School Slumber Party. I, did, I wear glasses now. I did not like wearing glasses back then, and I did not put my contact lenses in. So I watched that movie, and it was one of the first times I realized, wow, I, if I'm going to really enjoy movies, I need to wear glasses and see them. <laughs> because I the whole time I was confusing Michelle Rodriguez and Gi- Jordana Brewster. Oh, until okay. They so spoke. it was that bad. Okay. <laughs> until they spoke, you know. <laughs> Fair. So you're really blind, too. Welcome to the club. <laughs> I'm like, someone's a little sweatier than the other, and that's all I can tell, <laughs> you know. I was I got excited about this movie and then I heard they're making Too Fast Too Furious and I'm like okay yep. I'm not so sure about this sequel well as long as they bring everybody back oh shit 
Vin Diesel's not going to be in this. I am not watching this film. Oh, laying down the law. I said that. I'm not seeing it. This is ridiculous. You know, oh, they got another bald guy to, to replace Vin <laughs> Diesel. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. So I had a cousin who was like really, who saw it and he's like, bro, you have to see this film. He, he loved it so much that he legit became Roman Pierce for like a good 10 years. <laughs> okay. Like that Ow. was just like his personality. Like we hungry, that sort of thing. And he was hyping it up. I'm like, can't see it, can't see it. Then my uncle, I was at my grandmother's house. I remember this distinctly. Yeah. My uncle drops a bootleg version of the actual <gasps> DVD. So before Ooh. it was released, and I'm like, what? All right, all right, okay. It's here in front of me. Let me see it. And this was a cool bootleg because it had the uh, it had the DVD menu and stuff. Was it like Ooh, a okay. was it like a homebrew menu or was it like the real one like a rip of the actual DVD? It was a rip of the actual DVD because oh, that's you, very cool. You could choose which menu you wanted. It was Brian's car, Roman's car, or Suki's car. Ooh. And for whatever reason, like even as a kid, I used to always pick like the girl characters and like Mortal Kombat Obviously. and you fighting. Know, I did too, and like people gave me shit for that, but <laughs> no, like I think cool. it's normal. I always sing the girls part of a duet in a song too, and Rachel gets really mad about it. <laughs> she gets so mad. She's like, "Why do you do that?" I'm like, "I don't know. This has always felt more natural." Like, <laughs> so um, I pick Suki's car. Okay. And we, I went into this menu, and then I'm like, all right. I watched it, and I'm like, I get the appeal of this film. <laughs> yeah. This DVD automatically started with that turbocharge. Okay, oh, okay. Prequel okay. thing. So I'm like, oh. But that, that helped me a lot, because I'm like, oh, that's how Brian, like, what, how he got to Miami. Cause I Fuck, just we don't even know. See, yeah, Joey and I haven't seen yet. this yet, so we, we have no idea how uh, he got to Miami. I don't want to spoil it for you. I mean, there's really not much spoiling. He just <laughs> he just street races across the country. But it, like, okay. like it Fair. helped it helped transition me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like sure. they're not trying to fool me here. You okay. Know? Saw this film. Loved this film. Uh, it was a little embarrassed to love it because so me and my brother watched it and it was kind of like a joke for a while. But you know when the joke becomes like too real, like you. Have to- <laughs> Do enjoy something. Yeah, for sure. And then every time I watch it, I just have a great time. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun movie. This is um this is one of the ones that's pretty much universally hated in all of our ranking systems. People put two very, very low. I have a lot of nostalgia for it because I saw it in theaters when it came out with my friends and you know, we were amped on it and it wasn't what we were expecting, but it was also still so much fun that I, I put it really high and people were always confused why I like this one so much. Because like Rotten Tomatoes everything, this is like the lowest ranked one. This is now the third time that I've seen this movie, and it's each time I've seen it, I liked it more. Yeah, I still will gonna, I'm still gonna have it low, but that's only because I like the other ones more. It's no longer that I don't like this one; it's just that I like the other ones more. If that makes sense, for sure, I get it. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun seeing Roman when you when you first get the taste of Roman and just yeah. like his character in this one is just so mm-hmm. perfect. So mm-hmm. I wish I was Brian's cousin being Roman for over <laughs> ten years. Yeah, no, but because Rome, like that's why Fast. Boy, five. do we have a podcast for him? That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, that's why Fast Five was so cool because I'm like, oh, Roman was awesome. I'm so glad it's not wasted. Yeah. Now, the, the problem that I had, and we just talked about this before the break, we talked about it a couple episodes ago, in Fate of the Furious, everything that Roman says is like a catchphrase or like a punchline, <laughs> and 
I love that, like, he is the clown, like, he's always been the clown, but in this movie, he's, like, an actual character, like, he's this guy, like, with a history, that he's got, like, stakes, he's, like, he's fighting yeah. for something, he wants to be free of these charges, and, you know, like, get out of this house arrest, the fact that he's just, like, everything he says has to be, like, the perfect catchphrase in the last one, it just feels like that's not who he is, like, he's 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 a real person in these movies, and I, I love him for it. Well, where I disagree, and I think that Roman is the best part of Eight. Like, I think that he's my favorite part of Eight, of everything that happens in the movie, like, Roman being Roman is. Yeah, like, I get it, but you're wrong, but it's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now, Brian, we got a couple uh, either-or lightning round questions. Are you ready for these? Go for it. Who do you identify more with, Dom or Brian? Uh, Brian, because he's my name. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> just name, just namesake. Okay. <laughs> I like that. Very, very straight to the point. Letty or Mia? Uh, Letty. Mich- okay. Michelle Rodriguez, Brian Rodriguez. Yes. Dominican, oh, Dominic, okay. Dominican. Okay. Double goddammit. Wow. Okay. <laughs> you this, he's, this is same you. Thing. These movies are you. Yeah, Jesus. Tej or Roman? Ooh. I guess I identify more with Tej, but I like Roman better, if that makes sense. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Deckard or Owen Shaw? These are later <laughs> movie characters. Huh. That's tough. Deckard Shaw, you know, the, the main bad guy in, I want to say, six. Owen Shaw, Jason Statham. I don't know. We'll say Deckard. Okay. Okay. American muscle or imports? American muscle, even though I'm neither of those things. Okay. <laughs> okay. Ethnically, you're an import. You're, Me not. You're a I mean, Indian. <laughs> I guess technically, at least my father and my all my grandparents. Yeah. But like, I think I would rather drive an American muscle car. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, Joe, Joe, cool. Joe. Joe likes the tuners. I like the you know the I like Chargers, tuners, Challengers. Man. They're fun. I I love American muscle cars, but I really like tuners. If I like if I had one like as a driver, I would I would have a tuner for sure. And what I like about this movie, Joe, we didn't really talk about it. I don't think the first time is that like even without Vin, even without Dom in here, there's a lot of American muscle. Like the cars, there they lean are American muscle. There's like a lot of just American muscle, like just like revving in this movie. Yeah, and they the let they let you know. They let you know. Yeah. They do. They do. They like <laughs> point it out too. And they're like this actually this is like the first I mean, you get the Dom and Brian American muscle versus imports in the first one, but Dom's also driving a Mazda, right? So yeah. like he likes American muscle, but he's part of the thing. And this one we firmly get the American muscle versus imports like yeah. battle. You know what I mean? Yep. This is this mm-hmm. is when we first see mm-hmm. that. Where it's like a showdown, there's like a choice you have to make. And that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and the last question for now, Corona or Belgian ale? Ooh. Ooh. Basically, are you family or are you Mr. Nobody? No, I'm going Corona. I'm a big beer guy. I love yeah. Belgian ales. I, I'm looking at my Trappist collection right now. Ooh. However, Mexican beer is the most underrated beer in the world. Corona's the gateway to that. And, and a lot of beer nerds, I just got this argument yesterday in like one of the beer groups where somebody was shitting on like Lion's Head. And I'm like, hey man, there's a time and a place for everything. Like every beer you drink doesn't have to be this like one-off craft IPA. If you could put out a beer that they make millions of every year and it's like drinkable, that's commendable in my book, so. Absolutely. Wouldn't I have been a douche at your party if I was just drinking, you know, some, some Belgian stuff the entire time? No, I was, with that summer heat... Those Coronas. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Ooh, perfect. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Family. Family. Barbecue. Perfect. What I found is when I go to a barbecue, like I used to go and buy like a, a really good six pack and then wind up having like one or two before they were all gone. You know what I mean? But I feel like now I'll just go and spend like that same, you know, $12, $15, whatever, get like a 12 pack of Corona 
and just it's it's more drinkable. There's more beer in general. I'll have more of them. It's just a better it's more overall welcoming experience. too. Like yeah. we we drink a lot of craft beer, and like people come into my house and they're like, oh, like what can I drink? What can I drink? Right. And I'm like, oh, you know, you could have anything that you see, and they're like really confused. Like, is this good? Is this bad? Whereas like if I have like a 30 rack of Bud Light or you know a 24 pack of Coronas, everybody's like, cool, Coronas it is, and they just crack one, and it's much more yeah. fun. Yeah. That's why for I mean that's not the only reason why mostly because of this these movies, but like <laughs> for my barbecue, why I was like. I'm going to buy 72 Coronas, and then if, you want, any, if yeah. you want any of the beer, just go do your thing. Yeah, exactly. It works, man. Absolutely. Things you learn as you get older, right? Like, you go from, like, the drinking kegs of Natty to, like, <laughs> buying craft beer, and then you're like, my friends just want to drink shit beer with us on a barbecue anyway, so what the fuck does it matter? Yeah, absolutely. You know, like, it, it doesn't add inches to your Johnson to have a fucking craft beer selection. It's cool <laughs> for you, but, you know... <laughs> Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. So that's that's all the questions that we have. I mean, we're going to add more, I think, with every episode. So I try to think of them for each episode. So next time you're on, whenever... Oh, you're going to be on Next Lap with Resident Historian Mike Manzi yeah. on the Tokyo Drift episode. So maybe by the time you're on there, we will have some new... We're going to have a four-way. Nice. Yeah. Just like the, fir- cool. the first race in this film. Ooh, yeah. yeah. So let's talk about this movie. So, Brian, what's your favorite... Aside from like just like... like what's your favorite specific part of this movie? Well, you know one of them. Because I, I do. I've expressed it, and that that's Suki. Yeah. Who is? You know this. I'm going to tell it every time somebody says this. You know who Suki is? Yes, but I like you telling it, so I'm going to say no. Okay. It's because Steve I learned Aoki, it from you. Steve Aoki, the EDM DJ's sister, and the heiress to the Benihana fortune. Rocky Aoki was her dad, and so every time somebody's like, I like Suki, I'm like, well, do you know who she is? So, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I When you guys announced this podcast, I was like, I hope it gets famous enough and lasts long enough to get Suki on the show. Oh, Debbie I mean, Aoki. what else is she doing? I mean, I Modeling. would love to have her on. Dude, but she's rich, though. She's like, she's the Benihana heiress. Like, she doesn't have to do anything, you know what I mean? And her brother's a famous DJ. Like, I'm sure that they're just, like, doing whatever the fuck they want. But it also, it also means they're not busy. True. Yeah, well, here's what changed my mind about getting guests on podcasts it still hasn't, it hasn't really panned out for us but there's a podcast called the lost boys or just maybe the lost boys where it's two guys going through lost one watching the show for the eighth time one watching the show for the first time i have not listened to it yet did not know it existed sounds until interesting i saw a blog post on a site that i follow about evangeline Lilly complaining about having to do nude scenes or like you know or underwear scenes or whatever for Lost. Okay. And it was like on this podcast, The Lost Boys. I was like, oh, cool. Like, this must be like some really big podcast I've never heard of. I go and look on iTunes. It's got like 12 reviews. I was like, oh, shit. Like, we have 12 reviews. Like, if they got, yeah. after 25 episodes, they got Evangeline Lilly, who played Kate on Lost, and they got Carlton Cuse, who like co created the show with Damon Lindelof. Like, what? if they're getting them, we could get people. Like, we just have to ask people and get them at the right time. You know what I mean? So, yeah. We've got it down. Like, I feel like. We could get Devin Aoki. We could get... Who do you want to get from the first movie, Joe? Jesse, because I know that he did the yeah. car thing. I want Jesse on the first... Like, on an episode. Because Jesse... Like, there was some kind of, like... um These guys rebuilt Jesse's car or, like, made, like, a copy of Jesse's car for charity. And they had Jesse, like, fly out and, like, sign the car. Wow. And he was, like, totally dope about it. He was just like, oh, it's really cool. You guys remembered me and, like... I appreciate it, and, like, this was really cool, and he, like, yeah, I was just hanging out with them, and I was like, fuck, yeah. why, we can't get him to call us for an hour and a half? Yeah, you just gotta make it easy for them. And by the way, do you, do you know who owns the Jetta, or who bought the Jetta? Yes. You just told me, go ahead, tell me, because you just told me. Frankie Munoz. 
Yeah, that's Ooh. right. Yes. Malcolm, Malcolm in the middle. In the middle. Himself. Yes, yeah. he did. Which he decided, and I learned this from doing my research on a Cinderella story. I guess he was dating Hillary Duff at the time, and he decided to bring the car on her show, Lizzie McGuire, and, and have it in the background, which is like the weirdest thing you could do with that car, but okay. If I owned that car, and I had the chance to put it on the Lizzie McGuire show, <laughs> I probably would have done it. Yeah. It's just, Malcolm in the Middle, in a weird way, will come back later in this episode, so just you know, stay tuned for that. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so you love Suki, you love the movie. Like, what else? I mean, this is, you know, I was saying this is never, it's never been this, my favorite oh. Too Fast, Too Forever movie. But what else do you love about it, Brian? Aside from Suki, and I hope we talk more about her. I love sure. I love the Miami setting. It's got a nice, diverse Latin feel. It definitely yeah. feels like true to Miami. And I mean, the whole the whole series has like a very diverse, somewhat Latin feel. But yeah, it, yeah. you know, I just love that Miami setting. It, it's pretty and it's somewhat believable. You know, it I mean, suits it suits the movie well. I agree. Yeah, when you think of like cities that Fast and Furious and they pretty much have taken place in all of them at this point. There is definitely a street beautiful racing people. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful people, people. Street beautiful racing cars. culture. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like an appreciation for that kind of lifestyle, I suppose. Yeah, an easy to imagine drug lord douche that you know needs you to run money for him. Like it's it yeah. all just fits the story. So well, absolutely. Well. A, go, a, go city, to a little Haiti, a city built on crime, essentially. Yeah. And what I like about this movie, I think we might have talked about the first lap. I don't remember is that we get Dexter's dad playing Brian's boss in this movie. Yes. And Dexter also set in Miami. I think Dexter also takes does a really good job. That show's not always great, and most of the seasons are like kind of unwatchable, honestly. <laughs> I've talked way too much about Dexter on so many different podcasts, including my original, very first podcast, Sports for Starters, which no longer exists on the internet. Dexter, like this movie, I think, did like a really good job of like giving that sort of Latin Miami feel. Like every, Everybody's just kind of sweaty. Everybody's like kind of attractive. There's a lot of diversity in terms of the casting. Like, not even just like the main actors, because you got Brian, you got Tyrese, you got Roman, but I feel like even like all of Carter Verone's men are... His, like our Latin, like it's yeah. it's there's there is like it's it's not just a bunch of white dudes. Like this this series is always good. I think us as straight white dudes, maybe not. I feel like it it captures a diversity that isn't really seen in a lot of movies, especially in major major billion dollar franchises. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. For sure. Carter Verone is also Latin. I don't know if you caught that. No, but I guess I guess the last name does have a uh, a Spanish twang. He's it. Argentinian. Oh, okay. Co- okay. Uh, which they mention in this film, which I picked up. Uh, I might have picked it up before, cool. but I definitely picked it up this time. Though I forgot that actor's name. It's really funny to see him like all polished up because I really remember him from Goodwill Hunting. He's like one Cole of Cole Hauser. Yeah, Cole Hauser. Oh, so okay. So hold on, hold on. Glad you brought up Goodwill Hunting. I never knew this before in the first two times I saw this movie. Why twice? Does Brian say, "How do you like them apples?" Yeah, twice in this movie. <laughs> says, "How do you like them apples?" Is it because of Cole Hauser from Goodwill Hunting? I don't know. Like maybe I, I caught it, but I didn't know why. But now that you put the connection there, it has to be right. Because like so this movie weird. came out six years after Goodwill Hunting. I just thinking like sometime since the events in Los Angeles, like maybe while he's street racing across the United States, he watched Good Will Hunting. He's like, hey man, this is going to be my new thing. Because like, we were also talking, Brian, in the first little segment before you came on. Did you catch or do you know the nickname that they try to give Brian in this movie that doesn't stick? Bullet. Yeah. yeah. Which I, I only like, caught this time. This? I only caught this yeah. time. 
they use that twice. Like, it feels like they're just, like, trying to make make things... Like, this is a different writer. Like, I think the guy who writes three through eight is going to come on next movie, or maybe four, or whatever. But I don't think the guy that writes three through whatever caught the nuances in this one to, like, continue them through the storyline. Like, he gets, like, the gist of it, but then you lose, like, little stuff like that, and you're like, did you just, like, not catch that when you watched the movie and wrote this <laughs> I, don't if, I don't know if they're new... Because we didn't catch them either. Like, I don't know if they're nuances or just, like... They're just trying to get things to stick. Yeah, like, I'm saying that if the writer from two do you think that like by the end of four his name would just been bullet like he would have no longer been brian because i do <laughs> is what i'm trying to say maybe like they would just made it like oh bullet's back and he'd have been like okay whatever cool the return of bullet yeah it's just it's just disappointing that luda doesn't call him bullet in other movies like i get that could be his miami nickname but like then yeah then have tej call him that well what's weird is that like Roman never calls him Bullet, even though he and Roman have this history. It's just Suki and it's the bald Asian dude. Like they're it's the a only new ones calling Bullet. Yeah, yeah. It's an, I guess it's a new thing since he got to Miami. I don't know. Yeah. On that sure. note, though, changes from Tej. Tej announces in this one that yeah. he cannot race anymore because oh he, yeah 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 because he hit a wall doing a hundred and twenty, and that's why he doesn't race anymore. He just collects the money. Little does he know. <laughs> That very shortly, he will be, like, an expert racer again, on top of being, you know, a hacker. A black belt. An insane weapons manufacturer as well. Yep. It's one of those things where, like, if I was like, oh, if I wrecked a car at 120, I probably wouldn't race again. And it's like, even if I was part of, like, the family... Like, I would just be the tech guy, and I would be yeah. like, I'm not driving, because, you know, like, m- my back's fucked up or whatever. But no, he just, you know, just healed up real quick, so... Money talks, money talks, you know. (laughs) Exactly. They offer him a lot of money, and there you go. You know who I love in this movie? And he's also in the first movie, but I really love him in this. He never comes back. Agent Bilkins. Yeah. Yeah. Great character. He's great. He's he's still alive. The guy's still alive. He's still acting. I don't know why he never came back, I guess, you know, because he went from, I guess, L.A. to Miami. Like, he traveled with Brian. He's still there. I want him in more movies. Like, he's so funny in this movie. Same. On this, like, very similar note, and you can use the same answer, but who is your favorite non-family character in this movie? I gotta go Agent Pilkins, I think. He's definitely up there. Brian? Mm, I mean, I, I... To clarify, are you considering, like, Suki part of the family? Yeah. Okay. I'm considering Suki part of the family. This has to be, like, a character that, like... Oh, okay. He's not a main character in this one. So Suki's part of the family. Yeah. No, that's tough. In this film... Definitely yeah, not. Definitely point. not. Agent Dunn. That guy's a, a pud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> can I, I tell know. you mine? Sure. Yeah. Mine is the bald gangster. Like when he starts talking when they're in the car, and he's like giddy and like I can't, I don't know how to drive and like all that stuff. I was the like the guy with Brian. The guy with Brian. I was like, you know what? Like, you're a pretty fun character in this movie that, like, I never really enjoyed, you know? Because he's, like, such a douche in, like, the first half. But then when you get to them in the car, I was like, oh, dude, he's he's doing a pretty good job of acting. He's funny. And, like, I was like, oh, I wish I would have seen more of you. Like, you would, like, he could have been, like, a bonus guy that comes back at some point, too. I'm sure. like, yeah, cool. Well, I wrote down the first time we saw this, and I, I made note of it again here, like, Carter Verone's not dead. He's just in prison. Like, Carter Verone and his entire crew could I come back at some point. I still want him to come back. Yeah. I, I want them to give us that Fast and the Furious. I want, like, Fast Tenure seatbelts to be, like... Everybody? Everybody. I want it to be yeah. just, like, fucking... Like, like one of those vignette movies where it's just, like, you just see, like, three minutes of everyone doing something, and it just all pieces together in the end. Like, 
you know, cinematically, and like that's yeah. what I want that movie to be. Yeah. Why not? You know, I mean, they've done everything else. Why not? Exactly. You know? That's what I'm saying. Like, it, we're getting to that point, anyways. You're either going to space or you're bringing everyone <laughs> back. So, or bring everyone back in space. Put 40 year old Lucas Black in the car again. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Bring, you know, bring him back. He's still in high school. <laughs> never. He never. He never finished going to class. He's still in high school. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, no. I like in this movie that they're playing poker in that one scene, and Tez just gets, like, casually gets a royal flush. Oh, my like, God. And nobody, like, amps it up. Yeah, he's like, royal flush, cool, and everybody's like, oh, man, that sucks. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you know how rare that is? Like, it's like, it's like a pretty probability, yeah. like, probably impossible thing to do, so. Yeah, like, the, the I, for, I don't remember the mechanic's name, Jimmy, I think. You know, he does that, he throws his little, like, rap song in when he, he lays it down. Oh, dude, I love <laughs> the Jimmy rap. That's one of my favorite parts of this movie. Because I always forget that it happens, and then I'm like, who let this guy freestyle? Like, they were like, they were like, how can we get into this scene? And he's like, I could probably, like, freestyle or something. And everybody's like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah. And they're like, well, fucking do it. You know, like, that definitely wasn't, like, in the script. I think no. he just had to do that. So... Yeah. I mean, just like in an early Channing Tatum movie where he just freestyles, it's like, why is this happening? Who who okayed this? Freestyling, freestyling doesn't work in any movies but 8 Mile. That's the only yeah. movie that freestyling <laughs> ever worked in. And Bodied. Go check out Bodied this oh, fall. true. Cool. Uh, one thing I noticed was when they show up to the with the tuners, where they're doing the, the tuners, I think, against the American Muscle Race, yes. I think... Oh, no, no, no. This is when they show up to the house to get the, to do the audition, I think. Yeah. When they go to unknowingly steal that cigar, but it's to get the job. They yeah. ask, where'd you get those cars? A cereal box? I was like, ooh, boyfriend, my cereal. Ooh, <laughs> little tie into Goss over there, especially with Eva Mendez in this oh, yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Good point. Mrs. Gosling. Is that confirmed? No, not officially. There's rumors. I mean, they're they're together. They have children together. Yeah. But I don't think that, we don't think that they're married. Gotcha. I know there was a rumor at one point. Yeah. That they possibly yeah, got married. Is. They got secret married, for sure. Yeah, so let's talk about Suki again, because, I mean, she is interesting. This is one thing, Brian, I don't know if you've listened to other episodes of the show. I don't know if you've heard Mike's theory, but we talked for a while about how this franchise is really diverse in many ways, like a lot of different ethnicities, a lot of different languages spoken. They are all over the world, sort of like Lost. We've mentioned Lost a couple times in this episode. Whoever you are, you can kind of find someone you identify with, like visually at yeah. least. Do you know what I mean? Like 100%. there's someone on screen in one of these movies who probably looks like you. The white yeah. Latin guy, Carter Verone. Yeah. Exactly. But the one thing that's really holding the franchise back is there aren't really gay characters. Like they're like Suki is probably bi, if not just gay. Because she does at one point, I don't know if it just Did uh, you pick up on the, this, Brian? Hundred percent. Even the first okay. time I saw it. I didn't for a while until like Joey said it and then I was like, Oh fuck, Suki is gay. Like just like there's a lot of hints, but like I just wasn't catching them. So well, because you know, because Tej is like, when you come over to my garage or whatever, she's like, when well, as soon as you get the right parts. If she's not like straight gay or bi, she's definitely like open because, yeah. because yeah. even her lines, like her little, we, I mean, they can't hear each other, but the little play between, um, I, I don't remember like the Cuban drivers, you know, in that first race. Yeah, and she's like, "Bend over, boy," you know, and stuff like yes, that. yeah, <laughs> stuff like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very yeah, and her whole team of like people cleaning her car is all women, right? Yeah. Like, which isn't that's where like it's not weird, but then like when you look back on it, you're like, "Oh yeah, definitely." She's like into chicks. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Mike's theory is that he believes, or this is maybe just something he had an idea. And, like we were just running with it. He thinks The Rock, Hobbs, 
is gay. Oh. Because he's got a daughter. We know he has a daughter, but he's so disinterested. Either he's gay or he's just kind of asexual. Like, he's just, you know, too busy to have a girlfriend. Because in Fate of the Furious, he has that soccer match. There's all these hot soccer moms. And he's, you know, like, just totally moms from town show up. <laughs> does not care. You know, in all these movies, he doesn't have a partner. And so we're uh, we're sort of promoting the notion. And maybe if people who listen to these, listen to, or make these movies listen to this. Maybe the next director's listening to our movie and he's going to, or the screenwriter, or listening to our podcast. We don't need to see an on-screen relationship for him because we probably think that he is too busy to have a relationship. But, you know, he could just be like, oh, my boyfriend or whatever, and just, like, mention it and, like, just be done with it and one of our fans Wes Hampton also got on board with this like he thinks like that would be kind of cool but like I feel like Suki as it stands right now is interesting because she is as far as we know the only gay character in the entire franchise yeah and that's just or openly gay yeah that's just character. us inferring bring her back and just make it open and accepted and like not even that's yeah I yeah. would love to see that I just want her to be like here this is my girlfriend and like or may dude oh how about this she starts dating Gal Gadot in the next one. Ooh. Well, Gal Gadot's dead. Yeah, but people don't really die. <laughs> you know yeah, that. Gal Gadot comes back. She can start dating Ramsey. Oh. Oh, that would be such a twist, because then uh, Tej and Roman would be like, <gasps> oh. Like, they would be both be fighting over her, dicks. and all of a sudden, in their hands. Suki. <laughs> oh. Just like Neighbors show, dicks in our hands. And that, dicks that, in our hands. That's double terrible for Tej, because... He's tried to get with both of them now. Oh! So that works well. Yeah, that and would be Roman, awesome. Roman kind of has, too. I mean, Roman's going hard after Ramsey, and Roman, even though he doesn't, Ramsey. like, actively pursue Suki, like, does, you know, compliment, sort of hit on her in this one, too. So. Yeah. Well, there's a lot yeah. of potential down in Miami, so she's just part of yeah. that. I like when he goes to her, he's like, that's some artistic shit right there, girl, or something like that. Yeah, you got talent. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what he said. Yeah, and then Brian's like, she's good, she's the best. And it's like, you delivered that line so half-assed and just <laughs> ran with it. There are, there's a couple scenes in this movie where it's just like, there's the first time I think that like, when Brian shows up to the first street race and he and Tej are talking, it's like they're on stage at a high school production. <laughs> like, they're both looking in the wrong direction yeah. and they're both like half-assedly delivering lines. I'm like, guys, this is the final movie. Like, this is the movie you released. Like, most of this movie, you know, is in line with what the movie what the franchise is you know what I mean like yeah. it's, it's never gonna like win awards for acting but it's believable the action is good but there's certain scenes where it's just like that's that's the take you use like people yeah, are the the bad the takes or were there other takes like I it, don't know yeah I don't know either I get very confused by that sometimes uh, what's his name John Singleton yeah I don't know uh, he obviously he never came back he, maybe he for a reason came back he's been he really like rode the boys boys in the hood like fumes for a while yeah even still I mean I don't want to burn my bridge with him one day perhaps but he uh i I remember watching the behind the scenes featurette years ago he he was like so into it like in the behind the scenes featurette but i don't know like i'm watching it now and so many of the lines are just that cannot be the best take you know yeah that's what i'm thinking the whole time (laughs) oh man no it does feel like a rough cut like the more that i watch it the more i'm like oh yeah that's true. That kind of lends to the greatness of this film, believe it or not. And hear me out, because I, I think this is one of the... You can point to a couple moments in the series that like save the franchise, and this film is definitely one of them. But I don't think all the actors here knew that there was going to be a... Fran- or figured there was going to be a franchise after this, so they kind of yeah. just mailed it in for a paycheck. I think Paul Walker did, honestly. But like th- this film really proved that they could make some money without Vin Diesel, which is shocking. Because after this, it had the potential... No offense to Tokyo Drift, and I know you guys like Tokyo Drift, yeah. but Tokyo Drift 
it could have just descended into things like that, where we're talking about like Step It Up Four or Bring It On Five, and <laughs> just like straight to DVD stuff. A different adventure with a different cast in yeah. a different place. I get it. I agree. Yeah, it could have. Side note: We just did Step Up to the Streets for Magic Mike's another podcast here. Our guest on that episode, Liam Underwood of Nerd on Nerd, has since watched Step Ups three, four, and five, and has been reporting back to me and Joe, and he says three and five are great. He says four <laughs> is bad, but three and five are great. And we're like, oh shit, okay. He said so, one of the funniest things I've ever heard, though, is he's like, I bought the box set of Step Ups, <laughs> five of them. And Joey and I are like, what? And he's like, was I not supposed to do that? We're like, no, we just didn't know that there was five of them. And he's like, I assumed, like every franchise, the sequels just get better and better. And I was what? like... I mean, it was, they do it was here. a joke. It was a joke, and he was like, he was like, he's like, so I can only imagine they go up from here. And like, he watched them. He was like, yo, three was actually really good. And then like, he watched. Yeah. He's like, four is okay, but five is fucking good too. You're like, okay, wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I stand corrected. So there we go. But yeah, I, no, I, I get what you're saying. Like, if Justin Lin didn't come on and save the franchise of Tokyo Drift, like we could have been in a place where it's just different sets of characters in different places around the world and just have like cars. But the fact that we it became a thing where characters returned and that the director and the screenwriter returned and like it establishes this like this world in this community and like there is a continuity and there's world building and like yeah. action builds on top of itself to get bigger and more exciting like what more can you ask yeah and the fact that they respected that this movie existed they just didn't ignore it as a side adventure and tokyo drift you know i mean less so i think with tokyo drift you know they, but, but like han was awesome so they have to just do Bring that back yeah. do that weird timeline thing but like yeah. they, they respected that they exist and they're important parts that it wasn't just like brian had this side thing in miami that we're gonna ignore right. no that was the thing they they listened to the feedback of the fans and everybody was like look like we like roman he was a cool part of the story and they're like well fuck it just add him back you know like yeah. that's cool and same with han although as we found out from the i am paul walker documentary they added Roman back because of Paul Walker. They, they yeah. wanted Have you apparently Tyrese yet, wasn't wanted back. Yeah, no, I haven't seen it yet. So one of the main things is Tyrese is in it, and he's and Tyrese says firmly that like he would have been in three and four, and, like he wanted to be in them, but he like hints that there was some kind of bureaucracy that like didn't let him in it, and he says the only reason why he ever came back for five was because Paul Walker tr- like convinced everyone to bring him back, not because right. like of anything he did or like what was going on. Which is great. Like I know yeah, there was, there was like a rumor. I think that he actually even said it that like he was supposed to be one of those cars going at, for Dom um, at the end of it. Like we were supposed to see him, and like that was supposed to be a reveal. Well, that's probably just what he wanted. Okay. But like that's all I've heard of that. So that that's that's pretty cool. It, it was really cool to me. It's not something that I knew. So I was like, all that. Oh, also, yeah. like he and Paul Walker became really good friends on the set of this. They were like getting into trouble and chaos in Miami. <laughs> Well, you and, can see they have really good chemistry. Yeah, they have great chemistry. Like, there's so many times that, like, you see Paul Walker, like, laughing in the movie, and it's not even, it doesn't even feel like acting. It like, feels he's, genuine, yeah. He's, like, really, like, giddy about, like, what's about to happen in the movie or something, and he just, like, is chuckling at Tyrese <laughs> and stuff. So. And it might even, it might even, like, he might even know the line and know what's happening, but just maybe, like, Tyrese's delivery, or, like, yeah. there's, like, one scene where, like, they're just, like, on the bridge with their backs to the water, and, like, He's just like look. He genuinely looks like he's cracking up at just yeah. whatever Tyrese is saying. Like it, was, it almost feels like in that moment, like it doesn't matter what Tyrese is saying. It's just the fact that he's like saying whatever in the way that he is at that moment, and it's just it's it's all that you know both 
Brian and Paul Walker just want to hear at that time. Yeah, it's like hanging out with one of your good buddies. Like you're yeah. gonna you're gonna be like chuckling about it. You haven't or seen him in a while. One of your family members. Yeah, no, and, and that's what, something that surprised me from the first time I saw it, the fact that, credit to Paul Walker, he made it feel like he definitely, that uh, Brian definitely had a relationship with Roman, like uh, clearly they do in the film, but like it didn't seem like just a Vin Diesel replacement, you know? It felt like a different guy. They had arguably better chemistry than, than Vin, Vin had with him because yeah. their relationship theoretically was longer. If you told me right. that Paul Walker and Tyrese grew up together, I would have believed it, you know? Yeah. Like, actually, in real life, you mean real, like they would have been, like, high school buddies? Yeah. Yeah, in real life. It felt like that. Yeah. What I think is kind of interesting is, like, it doesn't feel like, based on the I Am Paul Walker documentary, that Tyrese is the kind of guy that Paul grew up with. Like, he grew up with, like, surfer heads and surfer kids and just, like, you know, California hippies, basically, and just people who loved me outside. And it doesn't feel like Tyrese is that, but they clicked for whatever reason they clicked for and it just, it, it shows on screen. Yeah. High School Slumber Party reference. Paul, Paul Walker was in the film She's All That. Yeah. And he has a famous line, check out the bobos on her. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, a great line. So, so like that to this is, is, yeah. is yeah. a very interesting transition. Also really Love like it. his really long shirts. Like his really, his really long t-shirts. It's that early 2000s style, man. Dude, his steez is so key in this movie. I, like, want to wear everything that he wears. Like, <laughs> I still, like, think back and I'm like, man, I so wanted to be Brian as a kid. You know what I mean? <laughs> just, like, in every possible way. Just, like, look like him, talk like him, dress like him, everything. So, Brian, what else about this movie you want to talk about? We still have other stuff. We're not gonna, we're not wrapping up the episode yet. We still have other things to do and talk about, but I want to make sure that you get your money's worth for, at least for this movie, yeah. you know, Too Fast, Too Furious. What else about this movie do you want to talk about? What else is on your mind that you want to make sure you get off your chest here today? Okay, yeah, I, I, I wrote some things down. Um, sure. I know you mentioned this last time you did this uh, episode, Too Fast, Too Furious, but I do, I do want to talk about the Joe Budden thing. I mean, that's... A lot of Joe oh, Biden, yes. a lot of pump it up. And There's a on, lot of pump it up in this oh movie. Oh my God. And it stays in your head for forever. And, <laughs> and, you know, it pumps me up. I'm just like, you know. By the way, today, update on Joe Budden. Today, his, his TV... Literally today? Sh- literally today, uh, as of recording, his TV show got picked up on Diddy's Network... And oh, his wait, podcast, did he have a network? Yeah, and his po- it's Revolt, right? Yeah, it's Revolt. Oh, yeah. And um, his podcast got picked up by Spotify to be, like, one of the first hip-hop podcasts on Spotify today, too. Hey, so, Caves Club would have picked it up. Yeah, we, we definitely could have, but he has, like, lots of listeners and viewers, so... That would be a good get. Yeah, he's, like, famous now. He, like, again, he's, like, re-famoused, so... He could have been Joe 3. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, he could have. Can you imagine Joe Budden's coming on? In Joe 3. Although I think Joe 3 was uh, Ryan Gosling in, what was it, Blade Runner? He was Joe in that, I think? Maybe. I don't remember. Yeah, so, okay, so we got a lot of Joe Budden, a lot of, a lot of Pump It Up. It's going to be, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be the outro music for this episode, I can tell you that much. Yes. A quick thing, and I don't know if you did it on the, uh, what's it called, the Cinemakers with Nolan, but Mark Boone, who's the corrupt detective in this, is also a corrupt detective in Batman Begins. Ooh. Oh, okay, I don't okay. That. And he literally plays, like, not the same guy, but it's, like, almost along the same lines. Like, yeah. a, a detective with a family, and uh, the bad kingpin guy is yeah. trying to use him for that. So, I mean, he's good at it, so. Amen. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, oh, James Remar, you mentioned him before. Yep, Dexter's dad. I know him from one of my favorite films, The Warriors. When he was a kid, he's, he plays Ajax in that film. If you haven't seen the Warriors, check it out. Did he come out and play, yay? Well, I suppose. I mean, <laughs> he was a warrior. Great lines in that film um, from him, including, I'll shove this bat so far up 
your ass, I'll turn you into a popsicle. Oh. So. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm uh, and dwelling on, oh, wow. Okay, a lot to take in there. Yes. I like seeing people from, like, cult 70s films still have careers, so that's... That. Yeah, that definitely absolutely. cool. I agree. Oh, one thing I want to mention is that Tyrese in this movie is just credited as Tyrese on the DVD case and in the menu. He's not Tyrese Gibson. He's just Tyrese. Yeah, because he was still like coming off his kind of like what like music career where he was like Tyrese. Yeah, he was definitely more of a musician at the time. He did that movie also with John Singleton, Baby Boy. Yes, he did. Yep. And that was more his like foray into acting. But I think I know him more as an actor now and more in same because of this franchise basically obviously yeah <laughs> yeah so that's i guess why he's just it's gonna be funny tyrese. like there's gonna be kids coming up that watch fast and the furious and you'll be like yeah tyrese the musician they're gonna be like what <laughs> it's like true. you mean the actor from fast and the furious and you're like oh fuck you don't remember that at all <laughs> do you guys have a, have a big kid dynamic listening to this show maybe we got a sizable kid audience that's awesome uh, maybe yeah who knows <laughs> do you have the e for explicit next to this podcast? Oh, next to all the K-12 Podcast Network shows, yeah. just because I don't want to worry about that. <laughs> I don't know I don't know what the downside, like, I don't know if you can get reported on iTunes, I don't know what it is, but yeah, explicit, yes, on every podcast. Yeah. Good to know, no PG podcasts on the network. No. Those are my uh, bullet points, I think I brought, I think we talked about all, all them. solid bullet points. I want to take a look, yeah. another one, look quick through my notes, see if anything pops up that I didn't mention before. I want to talk about when Roman does the impression of the bad guy. What's his name again? Carter Verone. Carter Verone. Verone. When he does, like, the impression of him when they're, like, walking out and they, like, stole the cigar cutter from him, I thought that was a great Roman part, and I think that we should include more impressions in the later movies. (laughs) Yeah. This lost art by Tyrese doing impressions. Yeah. I don't know if you can name them, and they don't exist in all the films. Well, maybe not in the first. I think, okay, I think Vin Diesel might be the one on the first one. But how would you rank, like, the big bosses in all these films. How do you rank... How do, what do you mean bosses? Like, I'm talking like the video game guys. style. Yeah, so it's like Carter Verone, Brock... Well, Johnny Tran from the first one. Oh, yeah, okay, we'll count him. We'll count him, but he, We got Drift King from the third one. Yeah. yeah. Well, Drift King and his... Uh, more his uncle, I would say. Yeah, they could be like one. Yeah, okay, so that... So you have Carter so like Verone. like two forms of the final boss, <laughs> you know? Oh, the uncle with a secret shame. Yes. Yeah. Braga is the one in the fourth one. Yep. There's yeah. that, that Brazilian guy... In the fifth one, like the corrupt cop, the, or not the corrupt cop, but the guy that cops he the, he pays off the cops. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got Deckard Shaw in the sixth one, Owen Shaw in the seventh one, right? Yeah. And then in the eighth one, we got Charlize. Yeah, that's yeah. it. As Cipher, Cipher. Yeah. Okay, so how are we ranking them in terms of badassness, or in terms of like how much we like them, or what? What's the actual rating scale? Because I feel like this could go many different yeah. ways. How much you hate them? How much you like them? How much bad they are? What's your idea? For how much brain? you fear them? Okay. Like how scary they are as a the person you're up against. Braga. I feel like Carter Verone real low. Yeah, Carter Verone's low. Braga's really high for me. Owen Shaw pretty high. Owen Shaw pretty high. Deckard lower. Deckard lower. Charlize is a real Cypher's a real wild card because like I don't fear her, but I feel like she is she just has the Arguably the, the most powerful. The technical skills, yeah. To like really ruin your life. Yeah. Johnny Tran is just like a regular kinda like yeah, he's, he's not super low. He's not, not scary, but just in comparison, like he's not as theatrical if you want to yeah, say. And it's not even his fault, you know. He's not right. you know, it's just he's it's just the movie he's in. Yeah. Yeah. And I would put DK's uncle DK and DK's uncle up above 
Carter Verone, but below Braga. Somewhere. Yeah, they're they're sort of like on the lower half. Yeah, because gangsters are you know a little bit more scary. So yeah, so at the top we have Braga and Owen Shaw. Yeah. In the middle we have Deckard Shaw. Yeah. What up? Brazilian. At the bottom we have Brazilian Carter guy. Verone and Johnny Tran and Drift King and his uncle. And then oh the 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 police guy is at the bottom. Yeah. Like the the guy from Fast Five. Yeah. Not very scary. And then no. you know Cipher is just a, a real wild card that sort of exists outside of I like that. time and space. I'm I, I'm I'm down with that list. Yeah. That was a good one. Cool. Yeah. I can agree with those. I mean, not a lot of love for Carter Verone, though. I do want him to come back. I do want him to come back, too. I really do. Huh? Who knows what Cole Hauser's doing. Do you agree with those rankings, you think, Prime? That's a, I like that. That's a good list. That's a good... We haven't even thought to rank those. Yeah, no. I think so. And you you saying that, too, makes me think, like, this this series does a pretty good job of, like, all things considering since they're eight or nine or a million, yeah. a million movies of, like, well, you only have one woman in there, so, but, like, that's sucky. A lot of them are just these like drug lord kingpin guys, but they're all pretty like cool, I think. I think yeah. so too. Yeah, definitely. There's no like, oh my god, this guy's so lame. No, no, no. Even DK in the first one. Is, I mean, sorry, not DK. Um, Johnny Tran in the first one. Like, yeah, he's pretty cool too. So, okay. So th- the next thing we have is we're gonna do. We forgot to do this last episode, but our Ooh. fan Wes Hampton sent in a car picture. But I don't know if you know, but we have a game where if fans email in a picture of a car. You can play along. I try to describe it to Joe, who knows cars, and I don't. Huh. So I try using it's my so like, hard, terrible, though. terrible descriptions. <laughs> it's so hard. Try to get him to guess these. This okay. is a, yes, this is a fun game. Car picture. We have one from Wes Hampton. Thank you again, Wes. So, okay, Joe. Yes. American. Okay. I'm going to describe it, and then you have five yes or no questions. I'll try. And then we can go from there, okay? Okay. First description, it's white. Yeah. Color helps, obviously. <laughs> it's an SUV. Okay. Of sorts. I think... Of sorts. I, w- I would consider this an SUV. Okay. <laughs> Four doors. Yeah. It's like more like a station wagon or an SUV? No, it's an SUV. It's sort of like... It looks like more of a sportier SUV. Okay. Than a traditional SUV. Okay. I could go more... Why don't you... Start asking some questions. Yes or no questions. Wes also sent in some hints, but I feel like they might be very specific hints. Okay. Is it more I don't boxy? Use them yet. Or is it more rounded? It's kind of in between, like, it... it... Great answer. <laughs> it's, try, no, it's trying to blend both. It's trying to blend both. Is it a Jeep? No. I was thinking, okay, uh, Lincoln Navigator. These aren't yes or no questions. I'm, I'm just trying to guess it out, man. I know, I know. You're just trying to Kobe it. I know, I understand what you're trying to do. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, help you here in a way. But you're not helping. That's the whole problem. <laughs> okay, it was produced from 2000 to 2005. Produced from 2000 to 2005. Hmm. It's also, Wes says, commonly cited as one of the worst vehicles ever produced. A PT Cruiser? No. You do see a PT Cruiser in this film, by the way. I don't know if you guys noticed that. It's do you? Yeah, it's one of yeah. them that like escapes the garage in that big scene. Yeah, they have some wacky cars in this one. <laughs> one of the and worst here's, cars Here's another hint. Produced. It's not a specific hint. I mean, it's a very specific hint, but it's not as broad as I could say it. But I'm just going to tell you, no more half measures, Joe. No more half measures? I don't. I don't get that. That's a phenomenal clue. Half measures. No more half measures, Joe. I have no idea what that means. I'm sure that it's a great clue. And I'll, I'll say the 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 actual specific quote. No more half measures, Walter. Is it a Winnebago? No. But right, show. Okay. Um. An Escalade. So in. No. In Breaking Bad. Yes. There's two episodes back to back. I think the end of the third season. There's half measure and full measure. Okay. At the end of half measure, Mike says to Walt, "No more half measures." Oh. At the end of full measure, 
Walt, Jesse's about to be killed by two guys, I think. And Walt hits them both with this car. Oh, a Pontiac Aztec. There you go. Yeah. 2004 yep. Pontiac Aztec. Yep. Famously Walter White's vehicle of choice in Breaking Bad. Oh, God. It took a while to get there. But I could, I could have given you more specific you wanna, you hints, but cool, like... You want to know a cool fact about um, the Pontiac Aztec? What's that? Do you remember that it was the first grand prize on Survivor? No, mm-hmm. I did not know that. Good fact. Yeah, it was. But you see how, like, when you asked, is it boxy or rounded? It's kind of both. Like, it oh, is, no, it I know. Yeah, yeah, I boxy. get it now. It's sort of, it's a, sort I would have said boxy. Because the back is, like, very boxy. So. But the back, actually, the back windshield is curved. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Uh, it's okay, yeah. It's it's both. Like, that's why I was sort of like, Fair. ugh, don't know. Okay. We got there. We got there. That took a while. We okay. did. Thank you, Wes. Thank you, Wes. Thank, Thank you, Wes. Wes. That was a fun one. I liked it. Now, Brian. Yes. We're going to play a game just for you. Uh-oh. This is a game we were going to play last week, but then Island came prepared with a game, which you also had sort of grown game. You had the ranking game, which was also great. Like, I love these people bringing things yeah, to the yeah, show, Joe. Bringing this is heat. great. Fire. The, the, okay. This is like a party. We gotta bring something. That was my corona for you. Thank yeah. you. So okay, we're gonna play an online quiz. Which Fast and Furious character are you? <laughs> okay. We found a good one. We found a really good one. Read you the answers. It's fun. Joe got Mia, and I got Brian. Okay. Yes. Answering honestly. So yeah. The question it really is: Are you gonna round out our family, or are you gonna double down? Are you gonna be one of the same ones? Okay. Yeah. Thirteen questions. Okay. First things first. How fast do you like to go? A NASCAR, B roller coaster, C Vespa. This is real life answers, right? Yeah, just answer. Th- answer yeah, this like is answer you, you, like because we want to see yeah. who you are. I'm gonna go Vespa. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know what you're gonna get because I don't think either of us answered Vespa, but okay. Question two, second thing, second. How furious are you? <laughs> A Hulk, B Sam Kinison, C Furious Styles. What? Um, Sam Kinison. Number three, who would you risk your family for? No, no. Who would you risk your life for? A, family, B, friends, C, anyone, D, no one. I'm going to say C, anyone. Ooh, okay. Oh, altruistic. Choose a one-liner. Why don't you just pack it up before I leave tread marks on your face? I'm a boy who appreciates a good body regardless of the make. (laughs) When are you going to give Martin Luther King back his car? He's like gravity. Everything just gets pulled to him. There's never nothing. There's always something. <laughs> Ride or die. Martin Luther King back his car. I like the historical okay. reference, and I <laughs> true. So perfect. Yeah. Okay, Brian. Someone you have a crush on is standing over there. What would you do? <laughs> a. Nothing. Let them come to me. B. I'm going over there. C. Stand here and stare at them. Or D. I'm out of here. A. Because that was my approach at your party, and it worked. Cool. Choose is- your ride. Five options. Okay. 2010 Alfa Romeo. Giuletta. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a screenshot of this because there's this there's a visual component of this one. So I'm going to put this in the chat. Yeah, that's fair. And I'm also going to read it out loud. This is such like a G14 A, 2010 quiz. Alfa Romeo Giuletta. <laughs> B, 2009 Dodge Challenger SRT8. C, a Plymouth Roadrunner. D, a Gurkha LAPV. Which we talk about a lot, yeah. Or E, a 2010 Koenigsegg CCXR. Give me the Roadrunner. Cool. Oh, okay. You totally need to give Martin Luther King back his car. <laughs> Which of these opposites do you tend towards, positive or negative? Let's go positive. I'm positive. How do you feel about lying? A, I'm a big liar. <laughs> B, I lie sometimes, no big deal. C, if I do lie, I feel bad out forever. Or D, call me honest Abe. Um, I don't know, B. If I said A, that wouldn't really make sense. So you lie sometimes, no big deal. Okay. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. How do you say goodbye to someone you love? A, remember them every day. B, turn your back and walk away. <laughs> C, pour your 40 out. D, you don't. I want to pour my 40 out. Okay. Okay. Choose an action hero. John Kimball, John Matrix, 
James Carter, Nikita, John Rambo, Hercules. I don't know if I know all these people. John Kimball is kindergarten cop. Oh, oh, oh these are the characters. Duh. Okay, yes. Okay. John Matrix is Commando. Okay. James Carter. I think that's from Rush Hour as well. I'm pretty sure. I think I think that's uh, Chris Tucker in Rush Hour. <laughs> Nikita is from La Femme Nikita. John Rambo, you know, and then Hercules, you know. For reference sake, the Hercules in this picture is The Rock as Hercules. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's a tough one. It is a tough one. Um, I'm going to go with... No, wait. Am, am I, what was the question? Am I most like or who I look up to? Just choose one. I'll just choose one. <laughs> I'll choose Rambo, though. I'm nothing like Rambo. Okay. For my rock. What's your favorite article of clothing? A, my dark jeans. B, <laughs> my favorite wife beater. <laughs> C, my too tight t-shirt. D, my old sneakers. Or E, my leather jacket. I don't have any of these things. I guess the closest thing I have is old sneakers, so I'm going to go with the old sneakers. Okay. It's our... Two questions left. It's our anniversary. What are we doing? <laughs> A, candlelit dinner for two somewhere dark. B, let's just go somewhere dark. C, let's drive. C, let's drive. On your anniversary? If you were to have your photo taken... <laughs> oh, no. I'm just What kidding. would the background be? Desert, blue sky, garage, city lights, and explosion. <laughs> City lights, because that's where we're driving cool. to. Now, do you want to guess? Either of you want to guess what Brian is? I got Tyrese. I'm guessing Tyrese for sure. Roman. Brian? I don't know. I mean, the, I, I don't know. The answer, Roman Pierce. Nice. Yes. Nice. Knew it. Cocky I and confident. It. You love to hear yourself talk, <laughs> but you've got them all fooled. It's just a ruse so people underestimate you. You trust people too much sometimes, <laughs> but you God. rely on your smarts and bravery to save you. Plus, you drive like the wind blows. That, great. That sounds like a great great traits to have as a, as a human yeah. being. Those aren't even yeah. the good Roman traits. The high metabolism. <laughs> I'll take the high metabolism. This quiz is on Zimbio.com, but if you're listening to this podcast, get ready to hear it every time we have a new guest on, because we're going to do it every time. So. It's fun. I'm the OG Roman, then. Right. Yeah. So you are the you OG Roman. So it's song. appropriate for this movie too. Yeah. Hell but yeah. yeah. Maybe that's why I like the movie. Maybe. So I'm in the familia. Cool. Happy about that. Cool. Okay, Brian. Now we have one other game here. It's called This Ain't No Ten Second Race, aka oh my God, this is my Boy. Game. Do we, <laughs> we have, a have a podcast for you? For you. So the way we play this game, Brian, is that each of us goes on Twitter and finds a tweet, any tweet that has something to do with Fast and Furious in any way. And we send them a response that says, boy, do we have a podcast for you. Link to the show page. Hashtag Too Fast, Too Forever. Hashtag Fast and Furious. Hashtag 2F2F. Last month, the review Islin picked a tweet from Rich Cromwell that said, if the singularity is real, it has something to do with Dwayne Johnson and Vin Diesel. We said, boy, do we have a podcast for you. No response. <laughs> also, Brian, the, the, the way that this game plays, there's scoring. If anybody, aside from like Mike Manzi, Likes the tweet, <laughs> one point. A retweet's worth two. A reply is worth five. And an email is worth ten. Okay. We've been playing this now for, this is the tenth episode that we've been playing this on. The score is Joe t- Joe has two. I have zero. Guests have zero. But Joe just got his two last time, so really, it's anybody's game. Gotcha. Eyes on street, no response. Tobin picked Open Eye Sneeze, Jess Martin, who said... There should be at least eight Mamma Mia movies, and they should start taking the title from the Fast and Furious franchise. Two Mamma Two Mia, the Mamma and the Mia, Santorini Drift, <laughs> Mamma and Mia, Mamma Five, Mamma and Mia Six, Mia Seven, The Fate of the Mia, this website is free. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Jess Martin did not respond. No points for Tobin. I found GPP 2099 
Fast and Furious ranked from best to worst. He gave his rankings. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. No response. Last but not least, Joe found Christian Estel. I'll say this once and then I'll leave. Gone in 60 Seconds is a classic. Right up there with the first Fast and Furious. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. No response. (laughs) So, it's tough. It's hard. As the 3-6 Mafia won an Oscar for, it's hard out here for a pimp. It is. Guess who was in that movie that they sung about it in? Who? Luda. Oh, okay. He was the rival to the pimp, I suppose. Cool. Hustle and flow. Yeah. Brian, have you found a tweet on Twitter that you want us to reply to? And also, just so you know, to keep it fair, to keep it even, to keep it balanced... We send everything from the Cage Club Pod Twitter at so, Cage yeah, Club Pod it, our, on Twitter. Our influence doesn't matter strictly that. <laughs> okay. Did you find one yet? Sure. I found one. And I could just look anybody's Twitter. Doesn't matter. Any yeah. any tweet. Any tweet. Just link us to the tweet in the chat so Joey can reply. Definitely not this one, but same reason. This is by someone, by the way, named B Dub. Same reason they had Fast and Furious. Six people still watch garbage. The first Sharknado was dope, though. <laughs> cool. Unless you want to use that one, but I don't think it's going to score many points. It's up to you. This is for you. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm I got one. Can I do mine then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. While I look. While I look. Mine is from Bunky Perkins at Bunky Perkins. The crooked cop from Too Fast, Too Furious is sitting at the table next to me at lunch, and I can hardly contain <gasps> my excitement. Boy, do we have a podcast! For you. This one with nice. 27 likes, but no retweets. Exactly. That's why I went low. I didn't go for the big pages. I just went low. Bunky Perkins with 14,000 followers on Twitter. This could be a big get. Bunky, boy, do we have a podcast for you? Reply. Nice. And that was too fast. I this one. Nice. got this one, Joe. Yes, go ahead. From at Danny Hendricks, Danny the most hated, Quote, I ain't going back to Barstow. Roman Pierce, in parentheses, Tyrese. Boy, Boy do, do we, we have, have a, podcast. a podcast for you. Day in the Most Hated with 1,600 followers. 25, Syrian, lives in California. So, <laughs> Brian, have you found a tweet? There's no there's no pressure here, because for the most part, until Joe got one last time. It was zero for It was zero, zero, episodes. zero. Yeah. I think I'm deciding between two. Just for a little bit of background, two people, at least, that Joe has tweeted to had their account Banned. suspended in the next month. So, <laughs> the bar is exceptionally low. I'm picking fucking winners over here, so. I was going to pick one, but I realized the tweet's from 2010. And it's kind of sad because I was like, anyone remember Suki from Too Fast, Too Furious? She's too oh. fine. But that was in 2010, so I doubt they would reply. <laughs> hey, man, maybe that's maybe that's Doesn't the key. Matter. You know yeah, what? Th- we're gonna go with that one because maybe we'll. Okay. okay. I just want to pop that link in Discord, please. Off. From July 3rd, 2010. This person's gonna be like, "Oh fuck, I didn't even remember I said that." Like, where are they digging from? <laughs> cool. From so, way of LA, Bombero. <laughs> she is too fine. I agree. Way of Bombay or Way of LA. I agree. <laughs> So they are still active. They posted something 22 minutes ago at a Dodgers, <laughs> at a Dodgers game. So I hope we really surprise them here. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be like, what the fuck just happened? Cool. Well, thank you for playing that game with us, Brian. We will let you know. Actually, no. You're going to have to listen to the next episode to see if you score any points. So yeah. come back one month from today for Tokyo Drift. Okay. Since the last time we recorded 
the Fast and the Furious, Joe. Yes. You and I have recorded a bunch of things. Number one, we recorded The Gauze Beyond the Pines. Gauze Beyond the Pines. From Material. The Place yeah. Beyond the Pines. Ryan Gosling, Ava Mendes from this movie. Bradley Cooper, Derek C. in France. Go check that out. Yeah. We also recorded, for Magic Mike's, Step Up to the Streets. We mentioned this with Liam Underwood, who has since watched 3, 4, and 5. Go check that out. Yeah. We also recorded I Am Paul Walker for this podcast. Appetizer before this one. Yep. Go check that out. By the time we record the next one, which will be Tokyo Drift, which will be, our guests on that will be Chris and Nico of the Now and Again podcast. We mentioned Nico earlier with BT. True. We're going to record Stop Loss for Magic Mike's with guest Aizen Addington. No, no. Chan Loss. Chan. Chan Stop Chan. Stop Chan. Chan Chan. The Chan Chan sale with Aizen Addington from last episode of this. We're going to record the Ides of March, no guest, for Boyfriend Material, which Brian covered, we mentioned, on PS I Love Hoffman. Yeah. Because Phil Hoffman is in that movie. And then come back one month from today... For Tokyo Drift with Chris and Nico. Also, on the next episode, we will have a special announcement of a new thing that Joe and I are doing, but we're not going to mention that today because we're still working on the timing and the, the stuff, everything like that. But on Tokyo Drift, new announcement for that. True. Nice. Well, thank you so much, Brian, for joining us yeah, for dude, this. We hope we were, you know, we were gracious hosts. We tried to be, and we're looking forward to having you back for Tokyo Drift. If you're a woman that fell in love with Brian's sense of humor on this episode, <laughs> please send us an email so we can let him know and boost his ego some more. He is engaged, although to a woman who will not watch the Rocky movies. So, and by the yeah. way, she will not watch any of these either. <sighs> I mean, how good is she really? Really, I, mean, I, for- you know I, mean? I forced her to watch a couple of them. You know, they're on TV a lot. I think I forced her to watch Fast Five, and, and she, I believe she enjoyed it. But that might be just a fantasy I had, so I'm not really sure yeah. if that happened. <laughs> she, she's hard to convince to watch series, things that go on. If you add a six and a seven to it, it automatically disqualifies the entire series to her. Oh damn! I mean, I get where that's coming from, but at the same time, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's very wrong. But that'll be rectified before the wedding. Don't worry. Good. Cool. Because you are going to have a Rocky Fast and Furious themed wedding, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Cool. That's a, th- those are franchises that need to merge. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> well, thank you again, Brian. Go check out Brian's podcast, High School Slumber Party. I've been on once and will be on again shortly when this episode comes out. We'll be on in the next couple weeks with Tobin from the last episode that we recorded, the Fast and Furious episode. He and I were on to talk about The Last Picture Show, so... Go check out High School Summer Party. Anywhere you can find this podcast, you can find that one also at cageclub.me. But thank you, thank you, thank you, Brian. Thank you. Yeah, we had a great time. Thank you. Thank you for joining the family. Really quick note. I just really appreciate it. Like, this is one of these checklists, like bucket list things where, like, there are certain movies that I just want a forum to talk about. Yeah. This, this is one of them. So thank you guys so much. Can't wait to be well, back. Well, Joe on. and I are starting a new podcast that basically talk about one movie. So Yeah, so we understand. <laughs> Can't wait to hear that drop, guys. Thank, yeah. yeah. Thanks so much. So for all things Too Fast, Too Forever, and High School Slumber Party, and The Contenders, and all the 19 shows here on the Podcast Network, you can go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash cageclub, or at cageclubpod on Twitter and Instagram. We also have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash Fast. To forever, check out Joe's memes. Yeah. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Let us know what you think of the episodes, of the lap, of the movies. Email us car pictures, email us whatever you want. You know, we read them at the top of the, of the show. We love, we love, we love getting emails. So please say hi. Even if you don't have anything, you know, 
profound to say just, just say, say hi, hi. Yeah. i'm listening we want to hear from you thank you thank you thank you for listening for writing in uh so cageclub.me facebook.com slash cageclub facebook.com slash too fast too forever family at cageclub.me i'm joey lewandowski i'm joe too and that was brian rodriguez of the high school slumber party podcast and we'll see you one month from today to talk about tokyo drift right here on too fast too forever With a dame until it's drunk, you came and get it on. Four to five holding your bank and get it on. Roll up like that bank and get it on.